2: You know, because Elon Musk is the main character now, I guess, every every news story is about him. But it's probably because he took over the narrative machine and they have nothing to do. They're trapped. These journalists are trapped in Elon's box where he determines what they can or can't say. And for the most part, he's allowing free speech. It's a coffee maker loop. Oh. Serena's <laughs> so like, what's going on? What's going on? Coffee maker. <laughs> so it's really funny because we got a couple different reports about how these, these Twitterati journalists are desperately trying to get off Twitter, but can't, and they keep coming back. And the big news with Twitter, Elon has banned Elon Jet, an account that was tracking his private jet, and he said that anybody who's posting real-time information about someone's location is doxing them. I actually agree. I I I think Elon, in the past, probably didn't think it was that big of a deal until his life was very much at risk, and then he was like, okay, now this is becoming a problem. Here's the thing. The kid who who posts these, uh, these tweets about where Elon's jet is, he's still doing it on other places, a website, Instagram, Facebook. So Elon can't really do anything about it, but I get the point he's trying to make. So we'll talk about that. Plus Donald Trump says he has a major announcement to make tomorrow. I suppose we'll see what that is. And then there's a whole bunch of uh, silly culture war stuff. We got a viral video from the Washington Post where masked employees, the Washington Post, uh, no one's pro- probably no one's surprised by that, are complaining that they're about to get laid off. Because the Washington Post is shrinking, they're losing subscribers, Jeff Bezos' woke media machine is failing. Before we get started, my friends, however, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to have a members-only, uncensored show, as we always do, up tonight at about 11 p.m., so head over over to the website, click Join Us, and then you can become a member. And I want to give a special shout-out to TimCast's good friend, Mr. Bocas, who is seen here in the center square of our little talent roster. Of course, we've got Roberto Jr. chilling as well. But we very much love our uh, our animal friends. And Mr. Bocas, as many of you may be aware, is very, very sick. He's terminally ill. We don't know how much time he has left, but I really do appreciate all of the well-wishers. Joining us tonight, after you smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, is from America First Legal, Gene Hamilton.
3: Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, who are you? What do you do?
3: So, Tim, I'm... Uh title is Vice President General Counsel of America First Legal. Um, But look, we are uh, a freedom fighting organization. We are here to stop the woke insanity of the Biden administration, of the woke left, and to fight for the rights of all Americans. So that's that's really kind of who we are, what we do. Um, We've been involved in a lot of the stuff lately in, in terms of um, this big tech censorship in collaboration with the government, uh, stopping race-based uh, programs that discriminate against Americans based on the color of their skin. You name the issue and, and we're, we're getting involved in it these days.
2: Right on. You guys recently had, there, there was a big revelation. The lawsuits you're involved in have exposed government collusion with big tech platforms.
3: Right. I mean, look, it's 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 one of several kind of channels that are going on at the same time, right? Which is uh, whether that's the Hunter Biden, the Twitter files with the with the laptop stuff that, that Elon's been exposing, whether it's this Missouri lawsuit that uh, Eric Schmidt's been leading, or whether it's our own investigative work that we've been doing for uh, a number of months now, producing stuff to show, hey, look, like there were actually back-channel communications the government actors were making with Twitter, with Facebook, where they had channels that they were able to report what they deemed as misinformation or disinformation and get it get it taken down um, by the platforms, which sh- should be shocking to everybody, but that's just an example of one of the things that we've been doing.
2: Considering, as I mentioned, Elon Musk is basically the main character, uh, we're going to get into all this stuff, so thanks for joining us. We got Luke Rutkowski hanging out.
4: Yep, Gene said he's going to be bailing us out uh, of the gulags, <laughs> so uh, thank you uh, in advance. I really appreciate that. My name is Luke of We of Change.org. Today I'm wearing a t-shirt that we just designed last week that says things I'll never see in my life, and of course it has a flying pig on it, it has a unicorn on it, it has a dinosaur on it. And of course, it has the Epstein-Maxwell client list that you will never see because the government is very corrupt. If you like this shirt and the larger messaging behind it, you could get it on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Because you do, that's why I'm here. Thank you so much for having me.
5: Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland here, iancrossland.net. Uh, if you follow me on any social media, it's networks you want to. It's good to see you, Gene. And I'm looking forward to uh, going deep on this as we've been talking about this a lot the last couple of weeks. And I'm glad to see that you've been so heavily involved.
1: Sounds great. And uh, we also have Surge. Yes, I'm back. I'm back, guys. Uh, Ready for the show. It'll be a good one today.
2: All right. We're going to get started with uh, the more serious news that Elon Musk actually just dropped. And there's some uh, news related to this. Elon said any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended as it is a physical safety violation. This includes posting links to sites with real-time location info. Posting locations someone traveled to on a slightly delayed basis isn't a safety problem, so it's okay. So the big story today that's trending like crazy is Elon Jet. And all of these leftists are like, I can't believe Elon banned Elon Jet. He said he believed in free speech. Free speech means you can share public information. Elon just posted this only uh, about 20 minutes ago. Last night... A car carrying Lil X in L.A. was followed by a crazy stalker thinking it was me, who later blocked the car from moving and climbed onto the hood. Legal action is being taken against Sweeney and organizations who supported harm to my family. So this is crazy. Here's the story from CNN. Twitter suspends account that tracked Musk's private jet despite billionaire's free speech pledge. Oh, free speech pledge. They say Twitter uh, on Wednesday suspended an account that tracked the location of his jet. Despite his commitment to free speech, blah, 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 Twitter later restored the Elon jet account Wednesday evening after the company posted a new set of edicts that appeared to be designed specifically to justify the removal of the jet tracking account. The move comes after Musk has reinstated previous Twitter rule rule breakers. The Elon jet account run by Jack Sweeney, a 20 year old Florida college student, used publicly available flight tracking information to build a Twitter bot that tweeted every time Musk's Gulfstream took off and landed at an airport. The last post from the account prior to the suspension showed Musk's jet taking off from Oakland, California on Monday and landing in Los Angeles 48 minutes later. Sweeney woke up Wednesday morning with a message from Twitter saying he'd been banned. Now, here's what I'm wondering. Was this it? Was it actually Lil X flying on the plane? And then a lunatic seeing the information shows up, starts harassing Lil X. And then, I mean, this is not this is not a flight that Elon's on. So this, 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 this goes beyond just uh, doxing Elon's jet. This wasn't about Elon. This is a private jet, which can be used by many people, can be rented out, can be commissioned. And because of that, very serious uh, harm nearly came to an individual. I also want to mention that one story where, uh, who was it, that rapper? You mentioned this before the show, Surge, That rapper who was like chilling with his girlfriend, and she posted a
1: picture of his burger. Oh yeah, P and D Rock. That's right. And chicken some, and waffles. Chicken and, and waffles. Correct. In South uh, South Central LA. And then someone walked up and just shot and killed him. Yeah, took it for his. Uh, he's famous for his chains, wearing a lot of chains around him, and someone just felt like it was their time to take them.
2: Yeah. So what do you
5: guys think? I kind of agree with this policy. I think you should not be doxing. Doxing is real time exposing, you know, someone's personal information or private information. I guess you would call it. Not like what her like what hair color, even things like that, like what their name is, what their address is, what their phone number is, what they look like, those kind of data in real time to people you don't know is a form of doxing. But the thing is, Elon's got to specify what real time means because is it five minutes ago? Is that still considered
2: real time? Is it nine minutes ago? Like when is it now no longer real time? We, we, were, t- we were talking about this, uh, Ian brought this up before the show, when we went to New York to check out the ads we put up in Times Square, Ian took some pictures. We're going to post them. And I was just like, wait, just wait a few minutes. Wait,
5: yeah, I waited like 20 minutes. We changed locations before I put the picture up because we were standing right where I took the picture.
2: And that was a smart move. You never know. Real time, you know. Well, considering that rapper story, the chicken and waffles. Yeah, seriously, yeah. It makes it's a just, lot of sense. Don't
5: dangle your gems in front of the hungry and poor. Like, <laughs> uh, true, don't don't lay. Yeah, don't <laughs> show right. unnecessary data. Don't 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 leave things in plain sight in your car right. when you go into the store. You know, hide, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, hide it's, your valuables.
2: It's a good point, but it was like the analogy was very esoteric. Yeah. It's like most people don't, don't have gems to dangle, yeah, but, right. but Ian's got a big pile in front of him. So <laughs> like, like,
5: don't leave your phone in plain sight in your car when you get out and go into the store. Stuff like that. Don't tempt fate.
2: Yeah. right. Don't, don't bring all your fancy dye to a game shop unless you want people to, and, to
5: lust for them. And I think doxing is a form of tempting fate. You're like saying, you know, I'm not saying to do anything, but here's the info in case you want to
3: kind of thing. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm in total agreement with you guys. It's the right policy. It's the right call. I mean, when folks' physical safety is at issue, it's a totally different ball game and mind you, the, the same critics who are calling, you know, complaining about this saying, Oh, Mr. Free speech, whatever, are the same. A lot of the same folks who are probably saying misinformation or disinformation during the pandemic were forms of violence or that they were threatening and they needed to be taken down. They've lost their, they've lost their baseline of reality and what's actually a threat to people and what's not And your physical location, the heart, the, the safety of your family and, and yourself is paramount and so that's absolutely something that needs to be monitored but you know misinformation disinformation it's ridiculous yet it, they were ta- they're hap- more than happy to cheer that on yeah
5: the word violence has been taken way out of context yes. and blown out of proportion like it's calling someone a name even if it's a nasty name is not violent right it's not right you know uh and we need to really really
6: be honest about what real violence is uh, these last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. I think, in order to use that term effectively.
4: Well, there's a lot of other things happening here that are worth considering. Uh, There's also some people reporting that the Elon Jet Instagram account is also being banned on Twitter and is being prevented from people uh, giving the ability of sharing that URL. Uh, Just a couple of days ago, Elon Musk said that he's not going to be doing any open air car parades anytime soon, as of course, a lot of people are saying that he might be getting Epstein, as it's fair to say that Orange Man Bad has been replaced with Spaceship Man Bad. And right now the media, top-level uh, top lawyers, a lot of powerful politicians, a lot of intelligence agencies aren't really happy with him and are putting a lot of pressure on him to the point where there's even lawyers right now going through his application for citizenship in the United States, seeing if he made a mistake, seeing if he lied, so they could try to renounce his U.S. citizenship, which is crazy. That's not true, is it? I I believe so. so. Some some random woman tweeted that, and everyone was just like, Why wouldn't it be true, especially with how how much they're grasping for the straws when it comes to attacking him? I wouldn't be surprised if this was true. I, I wouldn't either, but
2: some random leftist propaganda account claiming that they're trying to revoke Elon's citizenship is very different from a news report at the very least. Like, you know, we got a video of the Washington Post, people getting laid off and freaking out. And I tweeted, you know, what's that word for when you derive pleasure from the suffering of your enemies? And uh, so we get it, we get it, shout it for it. But um, I still would be like some random blue check saying it versus an organization putting their weight behind it. Not like I trust them a whole lot. They'll probably twist and lie about it, but there's got to be some evidence.
4: Well, I, I, you know, I think, I think you're right. Um, and uh, but, but at the same time, when we look at all the high-level pressure ta- tactics that are going against Elon, it wouldn't surprise me if people are doing this, not putting their face behind it yet, because it, it's more about sending a threat. It's more about trying to harass someone. It's more about trying to intimidate someone. And I think that's why this news was shared uh, so widely today and talked about as significantly as it was, because I, 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 I truly do see uh them grasping at the straws here and trying to figure out any reason to try to get him and try to stop him from doing what he's doing because as we mentioned here many times on this show he, he's changing the game here. He's creating a situation where people are finally able to speak freely. This changes everything. Powerful people, the only thing that they have is the consensus. Is the, the only thing that they have is people's ignorance, especially when they commit all these crimes against populations. So when you have a man promising to get rid of all of that, that's a huge threat against them. And this is why I think he's taking his safety more seriously than ever before. I hope,
5: Elon, if you're listening, you got to if you're going to subvert the empire, you got to do it subtly. If you tell them your plans before you do it, that's what JFK kept doing. He kept telling them that he's going to disband the CIA and, and the CIA. And, and, and then they, you know, come out and they can stop you if you let, if they know what you're going to do. I don't, so I, subtlety I, and decentralization.
2: I don't think he's revealed his plan. I, I, I kind of feel like there's a, there's a couple of memes going around about how Elon is very much in line with the, the world economic forum on, on many, many issues. Uh, UBI being one of them, that he's got Tesla factories in China and that he's praised the Chinese Communist Party in the past. You know, look, the dude may agree with us on some key issues like free speech, but I don't think he agrees with us on a lot of issues. You know, I I got a a, 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 I I saw on YouTube, Hassan uh, Piker, the leftist, made a video called Tim Pool confronts Elon Musk, where he actually says it's an unironic like of a tweet from Tim Pool. Because I tweeted out that, that gag where I said, you know, I used to think Neuralink was scary and dangerous, but then Elon bought Twitter and, and agreed with me ideologically. Now I think Neuralink is great and want to have my brain plugged into the machine. And so he was like, yeah, great. But then he got, he got mad at me because I said, look, I'm screwing around. Neuralink is great, you know, but the, the putting in your brain interface stuff is, is something else. He didn't like that. But I think there is something to it when leftists like that. Would agree, like, hey, hey, the, the Neuralink brain stuff is, is probably over the line, you know, we don't we don't we don't want to go there. So I'm like, well, if that's the unifying thing and he actually liked a tweet for me, bro, I agree. You know, I can understand if someone's paralyzed, they want Neuralink, they'll they'll ask for it. I don't like the idea that Elon's outright said the goal of it is human one to one AI interfacing, which in my view erases humanity
5: but i think that ai is going to erase humanity anyway and that yeah, we're probably yeah we're evolving into some technocratic you know machine first society it seems like where it's inevitably we might branch off and have still like you know luddite humans that don't want they want to live in the jungle and be away from electricity but like we're not going to be in this homo sapien form forever as the dominant species on earth so i think that we are becoming, I mean, we're already kind of cyborg. And I love the idea of being able to type with my thoughts and being able to communicate with my thoughts because uh-huh. I think way faster than my hands can type.
2: It's true, but see, that's what you think is going to happen. And what's really going to happen is you're going to, you know, Phil Phil made a really, really great point about this, Phil last night. He said, you get the Neuralink, they don't tell you to do anything. What happens is you'll go out and you'll do something. You'll, you'll buy a McDonald's cheeseburger and the Neuralink instantly will give you the tiniest little dopamine hit. You won't know why, but you'll just enjoy yourself. And over time, those micro hits of dopamine will start pushing you in a specific direction and shaping you into the person you never chose to be. And you won't even realize you were manipulated into being a puppet.
5: Yeah, if the code and the algorithms are not free of the neural net. Everything has to be transparent. You need to know why it's feeding you, what dopamine rushes, when, what levels. And ideally, you're setting those levels yourself. Um it will be complete annihilation for the species if it is not open source and free software. You need complete transparency with a technology like this. It's like, I mean, in a way, I was going to say it's like running water, but we really don't know what's coming out of our tap water either. So,
2: If you think hacking a a computer network is valuable, wait till you can hack a person. Like, there already is social engineering, a field of, you know, hacker culture where people manipulate people. But imagine being able to pull up a keyboard, knowing the code because it's open source, then governments develop exploits. There would be open source patching of these, of these security issues, too. They're going to be wrong. But you're going to see zero-day attacks. You're going to be sitting in your room, and you're going to be like, all right, let's do the uh, anti-government subversive show. Oh, my brain's exploding. Yeah. And just, so, oh, no, he got hacked. We, it was routed through a bunch of IPs. We can't
5: figure out who did it. You could do it so like it automatically shuts down if there's outside interference. Um,
2: how would it? How, it, it it's everything, everything is exploitable. So, as long as there's any kind of read-write capabilities, someone will find a way to go into your brain
4: and mess you up. Yeah, you, th- you thought computer viruses were bad. Imagine that in your head when for your sure. computer is is your brain. So uh, th- there's a lot of potential for a lot of things going wrong here. And uh, I-, I think skepticism is our best friend
2: moving forward. So so we have all of these, uh, you know, Twitter leftists freaking out. They're screaming, you know, Elon Musk is doxing people. I thought he believed in free speech. And my response is kind of just like, D- I don't care what you think because you never agreed with free speech in the first place. So <laughs> get off your high horse. No one believes you. But... You know, Elon pointed out that someone basically attacked Lil X, who was like, I guess, using his plane. I'm not sure if, it, if that's what it was. But we have this story, which I think is absolutely fascinating and on point. Nancy Mace taunts left-wing activists she exposed for extremist tweets with snowflake emoji. Oh, my. Oh, my. So here's what happens. A bunch of these uh, woke leftists, fake like fake news liars, they make fake posts all day and night. They lie about everything because they are psychotic Cultists, they are evil people. They're being uh they're testifying before Congress. And Nancy Mace asks, Do you think rhetoric online is, is bad? And they all say, Yes, you think it leads to violence? Yes. Then she pulls up this tweet from Alejandra Caraballo, who called for the public accosting of Supreme Court justices. She then mentions, you know, someone went and tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh. And it's, a, it's an epic roast. This person, Car- Carbio, is like, I, I need to clarify. You, that's not actually what I said. And she's like, it's right here. You said it. And boom, major smackdown. When these people come out and they get angry at Elon and they're like, I thought you were going to protect free speech. And Elon's like, dude, don't share the location of my jet. These are people who are trying to use our good faith against us, that we would believe in free speech. They want to justify the sharing of Elon's real time location data. OK, that's scary. And it says to me they want him dead. I know it's a meme where like these leftists will be like, they want you dead. That's it. That's the Republican Party. But like, if they're actively calling for violence, if they've gone and thrown Molotovs into police vehicles and smash windows and quite literally killed dozens of people in the May uh, George Floyd riots, and then Elon Musk is like, you know, for safety reasons, I won't be doing public events and we're going to shut down real time location sharing. And then they go, oh, no. Oh, Oh, geez, our free speech. Oh, oh! What are you doing? Yeah, no. They just want him hurt. That's I don't think where we're
5: doxing at. people on the internet's free speech anyway. Right? I, you know. It is. It is. I mean, it's free speech under the U.S. Constitution right. in in the colloquial sense of telephones and like you could put a piece of paper on a telephone pole that showed a guy's face with his address. That was legal. But now that we have the internet, it's another realm of of function. And it, it, this kind of thing is not. It's not like benefiting society to dox people. So I don't see why we support it as a form of free speech.
2: I mean, I guess it's a challenge. It is free speech. You're allowed to say so-and-so lives here. It's, it, we, we had a phone book, you know, before. You, growing up, there's the white pages. You can Google search someone's address. It's very, very easy. So it's tough to justify when on social media, they say, don't post someone's address when you can just Google it and see it if you want to. However, I still do agree. There's There's no idea expressed in sharing someone's physical location there's probably some exemptions to this. Like if someone was at like the Bohemian Grove or something in real time and you were like, they're here now, look. So I have to wonder if there's a a, a, a potential negative downside of this. If if let, Let's say, for instance, Bill Gates is in real time at Epstein Island and someone shares that, can they get banned? Or is so. Elon going to be like, no, no, it's okay. You're exposing him being at Epstein Island. No, I think he's going to be like, real time location sharing is wrong. Erase that. Mm-hmm.
3: What do you think? Look, I just keep coming back to the fundamental point that your personal physical safety and the safety, especially of your kids, of your family, is one of the most important things that we've lost sight of um, amongst all of this. And so anything that's going to – again, this is, a, this, this is a private platform um, that to make it so that at least it makes it a little bit harder for someone to actually find out where you are when there's real threats – against someone who's high profile like that makes a ton of sense you know again it's you you just go back and you juxtapose it against the stuff that they actually were trying to take down the things that they were trying to flag as misinformation disinformation false information in in their eyes was totally fine and acceptable but something that's actually going to physically threaten somebody or their family um to say that that's somehow wrong is 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 just lacks common sense. It's it's, setting everything else aside. Yeah,
4: I think we also have to be careful to also respect um, journalism here because I, I could see this being used um, to to hurt journalism, especially when it comes to individuals like Bill Clinton meeting the people that were investigating him on the tarmac uh, with the with the head of the DNC, like someone going to the Bilderberg meeting, uh, some prominent individuals going and and colluding with corporate individuals, or like the Prime Minister of New Zealand going to BlackRock. I, I think those are all newsworthy events. How do we cover them without also compromising people's safety? How do we cover them without being censored online? I think those are bigger questions that I, I'm kind of left here after all this.
5: I think you just don't want to dox them in real time. Like if someone goes to But if to I'm Bilderberg. reporting,
4: if I'm doing a live stream outside of the Bilderberg meeting, right? And then uh, Klaus Schwab or let's just say Eric Schmidt w- you know, walks down the street, which has happened to me. I go up to him. I'm like, hey, Eric Schmidt, what are you doing here? Is that considered something that will get me punished or banned? I I hope not. You know, it it raises some questions here um, that that I think should be answered.
5: Yeah, because it's legal to publicly, to record someone in public.
4: Yeah, because uh, it is in the public interest. Your politician meeting with the corporate heads... Uh, your politician meeting with secret groups of shadowy elites behind closed doors, making decisions for the general public is something that is important. But there are also a lot of crazy people out there that do want to hurt people. And that's out of your control. How do you mitigate the dangers with, with actual reporting? I don't know. I don't have that answer. Um, but, you know, I think the law says one thing right now, right? Like, what, what, what's, what's the legal basis for, for all of this?
3: Well, I mean, look on Twitter, again, it's it's a private platform and so Elon Musk can make whatever rules he wants for his private platform. But I think it's I think there's a difference. There's a difference between CNN or Fox or whomever interviewing some senator standing in front of the Capitol building. That's something that's not going to attract a crazy. That's something that's not going to make it that much easier for some rando to follow that person to plot things out. It's a totally different deal if you've got like a flight tracker that's got your real-time location. I mean, would we be okay with a GPS device that uh, someone put on your car, right? And then they mapped it, and then anyone in the world could know exactly where your car was at any point in time, and someone created a, a Twitter bot that was reporting on your location? I, I mean, I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't think that would be good.
2: It, I, I'm just, I'm finding it all funny mm-hmm. because the left screams about stochastic terrorism, where it's the the old concept, oh, won't someone rid me of this priest? They're like... You know, uh, uh, Chaya Raichik, libs of TikTok, is a stochastic terrorist who, you know, uh, incites indirectly all of this hatred so that people know to go do these things. It's like, okay, shut up. Like you're literally calling for violence and then demanding we get to know exactly where Elon Musk is. Right
4: come on. As they also say that words are violent, as they're telling everyone that having a scientific debate on a procedure that's been rushed through without any long-term studies, even just questioning that is dangerous and it's going to lead to murder. I mean, uh, these are very nonsensical, very emotionally driven individuals that clearly are there serving an agenda rather than trying to have an honest conversation about what is right, about our rights, and and, uh, about what we should have as sacred, and that is our ability to, to say what we want as long as we're not hurting anyone who decides how people get hurt? Again, that's up in the air here. And I'm left with that question. I don't have an answer to it myself.
5: Maybe if you're, if you're doxing someone that's in a secure location, like you said, someone went into a building, then maybe that's less dangerous than if you're doxing someone that's out on the street, out in the open. Maybe what, that, there's something there.
2: What does is, what is Elon think is going to happen once we're all neuralinked? You, you And, and, and assume, assume it's decentralized. Assume it's centralized. There's, there's no way. If you increase the speed of information tenfold, 100-fold, hooking people's brains right to the machine, everyone will know where everyone is all the time. And there's no, there's no blocking mm-hmm. that information. You can't do it. Right. And
5: then I would think there would be huge amounts of rapidly escalating violence that would then settle, and then you would have a sense of calm. But then you would know who was going to be violent before they were violent, so you could stop them. And then you're in pre-crime, which is like <laughs> Minority, <laughs> Minority Report, report yeah. where they're arresting people that haven't even done anything yet. So I don't like that.
2: Maybe. I mean, depending on where we go with Neuralink, what might happen is the AI.
6: Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson.
2: We'll start track. It'll track everyone's brain patterns. And then it will be like there is a 97.3% of the time when there's a mass shooting, the brain patterns look like this in this part of the brain within Mm -hmm. an hour of the attack. And then all of a sudden... Some dudes walking down the street, and you know the the, the pre crime unit comes and grabs them and cuffs them and says, "You're about to commit a crime. We could tell by tracking your brain."
5: They'll mm-hmm. do that, and then they'll go to the guy's trunk and they'll find all these guns, and they'll be like, see it's proof that we can do it. And then it, I could see them starting like an entire you know a sector of the government as pre crime, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's wor- it's not working. Sometimes they're getting people. But getting it's all, it all wrong for your safety.
4: Sometimes. It's all for your health. It's all uh-huh. for the greater uh-huh. good, Ian. For it's the a- for
2: the for the common man. Yes. For the collective. Live in the pod, eat the bugs, and plug into the neural. Link. You
5: think we're better off, and that will benefit society and space and in reality better as a Borg unit or as a, a bunch of defined benefit, like you know, increase prosperity, growth. You know, diminish um neg. You know, if entropy. If, you, if you
2: followed Star Trek stuff, you know there was a Borg Queen who was A centralized unit. Yeah, and the the Borg Queen was like. An, an independent mind that controlled the whole network so to its benefit. Maybe
5: a decentralized Borg. I, I've never seen a fantasy decentralized Borg unit. That might work better.
2: I think it's bad either way. Benefit is, 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 it's an opinion, I guess, but some people probably think that all humans network together is a good thing. And they want a Borg. That just seems like you're dead. It's, yeah. It seems like every individual human dies at that moment. And then what you end up with is this collective hive of noise, of of no merit. It's just a buzz. It's just a machine. I think individuality is is beautiful. I think each little unique unique snowflake, you know, is something of value. So that's what's worrying to me about this idea of of, of Neuralink in the long run. But I don't know. Whatever. We'll see where we go, huh? How about that? That's
1: weird. Yeah. It's like, it's like Ghost in the Shell, basically. A lot of the stuff is what I reminisce of immediately.
2: But but at least in Ghost in the Shell, for, for those that aren't familiar, anime and manga, like, you're an individual. Yeah. They cyberize your brain with nanobots, and then you can interface with computers and stuff. Correct. But the reality of what would happen, as we're already seeing with Twitter, is that we'd become a hive. Like, mm-hmm. we're already turning into that just because we have cell phones as it is, which is creepy. Or do you think you'll get the neural net at any point, Gene?
3: You know, look, I... I who knows? Probably not. I'm, I'm much more of an individualist um, myself. I don't like the idea of any kind of machine planted in me, but that's me. Um, so, you know, look, but I, I think the point Timmy just made, which is you see the way right now the, the spheres of influence and the power centers who have been using social media and who have been using these avenues of communication in the media have already formed a lot of this groupthink in our society and we see the dangers that are associated with that when we have things like certain certain people are determining what's true and what's false and anything mm-hmm. else is censored and it's shut down and you're not allowed you're not allowed to say anything right. and we're already you know you already see some of that today in a way that you didn't see 10 20 30 years ago uh, at all uh, and that's just based on our you know modern modern communication and in technology and social media <laughs> we go from
2: like, haha, we're gonna make fun of these, you know, woke people on social media. Now we're like, well, we're gonna plug ourselves into the brain, turn into a machine, and the world ends. Let's uh, let's jump to this, this this clip. We have this uh, this tweet this tweet from Clay Travis. The Washington Post, which has lost five hundred thousand subscribers in the past year, has announced layoffs are coming to the paper. The meeting didn't go well. Oh, let's play the meeting for you.
4: Brand, you about position- look at look at they're wearing masks. What are you going to do to protect people's jobs? Are they going to be treated like the
1: magazine staffers? Uh, we will have, we'll have
0: we'll have more information as we move forward. Thank you very much.
2: So as these people wear masks and whine about what are you going to do to protect people's jobs? I uh, we're, we're talking about Neuralink, and I'm like these people will sign up day one. That's and I think I wonder if Elon knows that. He looks at these people and he was like, these people would put masks on their asses if they were told to do it by the government. They're going to get the Neuralink when we tell them to do it. They got the apps, the mobile apps. They got the ID cards. They Mm -hmm. all did it. Who didn't? Well, it's the conservatives, It's the libertarians. It's the anarchists. It's the right, whatever they want to call it. These are the people who are like, nah. How do you convince them to do it? You got to win them over. That was the point of the tweet I was making, basically like as if this is going to happen. people. These people, government's going to come out and say, oh, you know, there's a pandemic and there's terror, so you got to get the chip. And once you get the chip, then you can go to your Starbucks. But people like us, we're going to be like, nah, I don't need Starbucks.
4: I think they would also really love those uh, Chinese COVID tests that they're uh, applying to people up there, you know what. Uh, but, but, I, 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 but I say asses. But I do <laughs> believe that there is going to be a larger financial reckoning. I, I, I think Elon is trying to... Um, uh, do as many things fiscally responsible at Twitter right now because I think he sees a storm is coming especially financially that is going to be correlated with centralized forces pushing a ubi pushing central bank digital currencies pushing for a solution that of course is going to greatly benefit them and give them more power over everyone else so I think these layoffs are just more layoffs to come already there was so much uh, layoffs in the tech industry when it came to Amazon when it came to Facebook when it came to Twitter these these are not accidental layoffs these are layoffs in anticipation of the larger financial market being turned upside down because the last three years we prioritized safety, shutting down small mom and pop businesses over, of course, Walmart, Costco, and all these other billionaires that got richer more than they ever did before in their entire uh, human history. When, when we look at this larger transfer of wealth, it was a lot of money. When we look at how much money the U.S. Federal Reserve prints, it's a lot of money. There's going to be ramifications for that. I think this is the beginning sign of a lot of other businesses that are going to be laying people off in droves to come the next few weeks and months. What do
3: you think financially, Gene? Gene? What's happening here. I, I think, I think, you, I think you, almost everything you said is, is I would agree with a hundred percent. And. We, we are facing a financial reckoning where because it's not it's not just issues like this but it's government with with the printing money with spending money on just anything just you know dealing it out like it's candy at Halloween yep. um, is not a good way to run your society so there is a reckoning that's coming I, I don't know what the the uh, influence with the Washington Post though uh, with this with this particular video I mean it it, it Sounds like they've lost subscribers, from what I understand. Yeah, half a million. I think half a million. That's a ton of folks. That's a ton of people. But look, I mean, you just you can't you can't run a business if you lose half a million subscribers. You can't continue to and so hopefully it's a lesson that you know. Hey, maybe maybe they could actually try to report on some things in a little bit more of a balanced direction. But they're not going to take that lesson. These
2: workers are going to vote communist in two seconds.
3: Right. Washington Post is going to shut down or they're going to get
2: fired and they're going to say, but our jobs are essential. Uh, What do we do? I know. Let's vote for the government to nationalize the Washington Post. That's a good idea. Then our jobs will be secured. What they leave out of those ideas is that it's basically our jobs are secured by forcing other people to make food for us at gunpoint. Hmm.
4: Doesn't the CIA have enough black budget money to finance the Washington Post? Aren't they already doing it? I mean, come on, let's be real here. When when their reporting is just based on anonymous intel sources all the time, you would think the CIA would throw them a few bucks. Well, come on, CIA, you could do a little bit better. Amazon also, Jeff Bezos has a lot of connections with the CIA, so just something to uh, think about here. But But this is a big problem here, because Vice News is also reporting that there's going to be layoffs, there's going to be restrictions at the company. Look at just what happened to... To CNN, it doesn't pay to be a shill. So that's a big learning lesson from all the corporate media. That's that's dealing with a big reckoning. As independent media, I mean, you're doing good. I'm doing good. We're growing. Yeah, we're. I mean, look, look.
2: if if we had anywhere near half a million subscribers, that would be just absolutely bonkers.
4: Game changer.
2: Like, I mean, absolutely. Five. I just do the math. Five hundred thousand members, and we, and it's ten bucks a month to be a member at TimCast.com. Yeah, you're talking sixty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm, I, that's a crazy amount of cash to be dealing with. You could hire thousands of people. You could, you could, you could just basically gut all of your competition and hire up their, their employees if you had that, that much money. These are
4: spoiled brats that are getting the diamond pacifier slapped out of their mouths. Okay, <laughs> That's what's happening here. Nothing else more. But I
2: got a question. So, you know, Elon, he rolled out the new color verification. And uh, if you pull this up, we got the Washington Post. They get a yellow badge. Mm. And they say that, you know, yellow means business. And I'm like, I, I could not but notice that all of the news outlets are yellow. Is that, a, is that Was that on purpose? Is Elon Musk behind the scenes laughing and mocking them? Yellow journalism? Yeah. It's, it's a reference to just garbage, you know, garbage in.
4: Yellow bellies. Uh, Stux and Hammer had a very interesting tweet highlighting the, the Which one he's yellow. He said, ha 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 ha. No, no, no. He he, he said <laughs> that this is the universal symbol for propaganda and sensationalism. Yeah. And well, he's not wrong. But the post-millennial, I think, is yellow. Yeah. And uh, it's just,
2: you know, I don't think it... They just made news organizations yellow. Mm-hmm. I just think that's funny. It's like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You I, get think yeah. I like it.
5: When I'm looking at the, the Washington Post struggling right now, I think what's happening is these old things that used to rely on text because that was all they had in the 1960s and 70s and 80s and stuff like that. You didn't have Internet video and it was very expensive to have a TV network. They're still relying on this lame-ass text. Like, Text is fine for what it is, which is to get a piece of data across. There's no emotional value. So when you're trying to explain emotions, use internet video. You need to be hiring people to be making internet videos. Cut down on your overhead. Wait, they can be working from you know, home, sh- man. Stop giving them tips and advice. Dude, okay? just so Stop sick. it. They don't need the help. Let me, let me, they shouldn't get the help. It's the employees I care about. They're shields for the CIA. You, don't give
2: them advice, Ian, I want, please. I, I want you to, to, to understand... What's going on with the old guard versus the new guard? And I'll use a very simple analogy. I want you to imagine a large waffle. you got a big waffle on your plate with all the little nooks and crannies. Is that what they're called? The holes in the waffles? Because I remember the Echo, Echo commercial. And so, you know, what this podcast is, is delicious, organic, fresh maple syrup. Maybe from Vermont. And as it is poured over that waffle, it gets into all those little nooks and crannies along with the butter. And it's perfect every bite. What the old guard media is, is like taking a sheet of paper and placing it on top of the waffle. It doesn't get into the cracks. My, my, my point is the reason why these kinds of shows and this kind of news is taking off, taking off is because we don't just say, headline, as Roe v. Wade repeal looms, video game industry stays silent. <laughs> what we do is we expand upon that. We get in depth with it. We all talk about it. We bounce ideas around Then We ask the audience to talk about it. So what I mean by filling all the nooks and crannies is we're trying to hit every crevice, every point that we can. Whereas what the Washington Post does, they don't even, they don't even give you a blanket view. They don't even cover the waffle. They, they give you this twisted line of butter that goes in a random direction. And you're like, That's it. what is this? It's not even the real story. They're selectively filling certain points to make you think wrong things.
4: I would say that uh, independent media is raw milk butter. Washington Post is canola oil. That's the oh. way for me to uh, help people understand this personally myself. But uh, margarine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but you know, Gene, w- w- what do you see happening? Because you know, more and more independent media is getting a bigger voice. We're becoming more prominent. How do you see this kind of media landscape moving forward? Because it does seem like the old guard, the dinosaur media, the prostitutes, the horse tree media, they're just going down in droves. And I, it's, its you know, I, I hate to celebrate something negative, but it, it's good to see a changing of the guard myself.
3: Look, it's, it's really good to see a changing of the guard. The stuff that you guys are doing, the stuff that other folks are doing, is fantastic because you're covering issues that people care about. You're talking about things in depth in a way that people care about not in a way that some person based in Washington DC is deciding how to tell you about the information you are engaging on it and you're having an in-depth discussion i mean it's it's free it's open people like to listen to it they're a part of the conversation but another piece of this though with the with the old legacy media that you know i, I don't i don't hear a ton of folks talking about is so much of the legacy media has been centralized and nationalized, right? And so every story is coming out of Washington. Every story is coming out of uh, of, of, DC, of D.C., of New York, whatever. Local news, truly local news. We once had local newspapers all across this country that reported on things that affected things in communities, things that actually affected folks' everyday lives. And those have all gone by the wayside. And I think personally that's a, a huge tragedy because Folks don't even know what's going on in their own neighborhoods, their own towns, their own, their own local cities, but yet they can probably tell you what you know, Nancy Pelosi said um, you, you know, or what Donald Trump said or what anyone said because everything's become so nationalized. And if we, can get, if we can support local outlets again or find a way to get the local news covered and then with the independent outlets cover the actual issues, I think we'd be in a much better place as a society i think also
4: another solution for uh, elon musk there instead of just having yellow verified badges you should have glowing verified badges (laughs) for all the intel agency connected news organizations that aren't really news organizations they're just doing pr for some of the richest people in this world and the special interests who are really in charge pulling the strings behind joe biden so that's just my two cents
2: And, and and you know what he should do these verification badges should not be optional so like he's basically saying, if you want to get verified, you got to get Twitter blue, and if you're an official advertiser, you get the the business verification. There should just be bots that are operated as sock puppets by U.S. intelligence agencies. He knows, and he gives them all like a glowing, you know, verification badge. And when you highlight it, it says this account is verified because it's run by a governmental intelligence operation. Now it'd be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Make them glow. Let me let me let me tell you why. Uh, so we, we just we just talked about how. The Washington Post is laying people off. And I described the feeling as pleasure derived from the suffering of my enemies. Schadenfreude. Let me explain to you why. From Fortune.com. People who skipped their COVID vaccine are at higher risk of traffic accidents, according to a new study. Really? OK, uh, I'm ready to see every every media outlet just just gutted at, at this point. Just just fire them all. We need to get some some billionaires like Elon, Elon, you bought Twitter. You can buy these outlets for much cheaper. Buy them, just fire everybody. Just 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 no more. I'm, I'm, I can't I can't anymore with this. What does getting vaccinated have to do with getting into a car accident? Well, my guess is that they
5: did a study uh, or a group of studies, and they found that people that hadn't been vaccinated had gotten into more car accidents in the past. and then they're now they're extrapolating in some unfounded conclusion that it means in the future. They're also going to be a risk of it, which is insane. It's inaccurate. That's my guess. I haven't read the article yet, but let's
4: find out. I forgot who said this, but someone (laughs) responded to this story saying that's because all the vaccinated people are suffering heart attacks in their homes and not driving their cars. (laughs) Uh That's one possibility. Who knows? I'm not a medical doctor. So, uh, well, d- look. but but again, this is desperate propaganda just trying to gaslight people to push a, a big pharma product that extensively is being used as a form of compliance for the general public.
2: I got I got to say, you know, as I always do, talk to your doctor about what's right for you, right? Don't don't get advice from podcasts. I just got to say, however, if you go to your doctor and say, "Doc, now I haven't gotten the vaccine. Am I at risk for getting into a car accident? <laughs> He's going to be like, what? According to Fortune <laughs> magazine. Or, or I, got <laughs> another, <laughs>
4: I got another idea. This is a threat to all the unvaccinated people saying, hey, you're not vaccinated. You're going to get in a car accident here. I think and we're going to make sure you're going to take this or else. Because how else, how else could they get so desperate? How else? Last, this is
5: Ridiculous. Last Christmas, I think Biden told people, you're in for a, a season of
4: death. of, of yeah. Severe and death. death and illness. It's and I remember be, being on this show, being like, that's not happening. It's propaganda. It's
2: going to be Biden yeah. in a car and he's going to uh-huh. he's gonna be like sitting like across the street with his engine off and he sees you leave your house and then starts following <laughs> you and then he speeds around, cuts you off and then T-bones you. Dr. Fauci in the little gets- Fisher-Price <laughs> car. Fuck, yeah. Get him! He's Biden. <laughs> Biden gets out and goes Come on, man!
5: Get vaccinated. I don't think it would happen. It's too late. But it's possible that a society would track everyone that got vaccinated, like the CCP has been doing, tracking people, and then start intentionally harming people that haven't been vaccinated and then blaming it on them not getting vaccinated. Not, I don't think there's any evidence that that's happened, but that could be a move. Okay,
2: uh, wait. well, to be fair, let's read what they're saying. They say, if you passed on getting the COVID vaccine, you might be a lot more likely to get into a car crash. Or at least those are the findings of a new study published this month in the American Journal of Medicine. During the summer of 2021, Canadian researchers examined the encrypted government-held records of more than 11 million adults, 16% of whom hadn't received the vaccine. They found that the unvaccinated people were 72% more likely to be involved in a severe traffic crash, in which at least one person was transported to the hospital than those who were vaccinated that's similar to the increased risk of car crashes for people who with sleep apnea though only about half of the people who abuse alcohol researchers find the excess risk of a car crash posed by unvaccinated drivers exceeds the safety gains from modern automobile engineering advances and also imposes risks on other road users the authors wrote all right i wouldn't be surprised if where we're going with this is we are hereby announcing that your driver's license cannot be renewed unless you're up to date on your vaccines. I think they were already doing that in some some places, like you need to prove a vaccination or whatever. But where that then brings us is no one's allowed to drive anymore. Self-driving cars only.
5: I think this article is a self-own. They did say that it might. The headline says that it is, and then the first sentence is that it might, so they're contradicting themselves. This says they are at a higher risk, and then the first sentence says they might might be, so that's a lie. Mm. They're lying in some way. And then it's exactly what I said earlier. It was uh, something in the past indicated that more people that hadn't been vaccinated got into 72% more car accidents in a study. That does not indicate that in the future that will also happen. That is not an indication of that.
4: Ian, stop questioning the science, okay? I think this is science just well, just well, well hold
1: on hold on i can actually break down for you why this is true is it has to do with risk i'm assuming are people that are more willing to take more risk That's
2: it's what I'm thinking it's, it's real simple okay. people who got vaccinated were more likely to stay home terrified of getting sick and oh. people who didn't uh-huh. were more likely to go out and keep working true so what did they find yeah. well gee look at all these yes because people who go outside face danger
0: yeah more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i
1: never win and tell
0: well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and
2: conditions apply see website for details i love it and now there's going I'm, i'm telling you christmas is coming up and there's going to be someone in your family who was like, well, you should have went and gotten the vaccine because now you're going to get in a car accident. And you're going to be like, Ma, what are you talking about? That makes no sense. Well, I was watching the MSNBC and they said, oh, geez, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Fortune magazine.
4: Yeah. I was yeah, thinking, that's, yeah. that's a verified, you know, trusted <laughs> what, media source. Is.
2: What are you talking about? NewsGuard certified 100 out of 100. All right. Well, that's got to come down. Yeah, now. Uh,
4: I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, uh-huh.
2: I was uh, I was thinking about that Yuri Bezmenov quote. Where he said someone who is totally demoralized, you can sh- you could tell them show them proof that black is black is white and white is white and they won't they yeah. cannot be be de- you know taken out of this, and I'm thinking just that that explains it and that interviews from what 40 years ago yeah where he's talking about demoralization it explains how you can actually go to someone and say here is a picture of the thing and they'll be like nah uh, I, okay well then what do you do man. Mm-hmm. If if there are people who just like eat this stuff up and believe it, and they lack the ability to understand nuance, what what yeah. what, what is the end result? Half the planet implodes, the other half just rebuilds. If and- you do nothing, but you
5: can give people morale boosts, great commanders do that, great artists can do that, and that will wake people up in their own mind. You know, and then they'll start to notice their surroundings. You know,
2: this is what I was talking about with the Washington Post thing, how. When you watch a show like this, we try and break down the story. We try to make sense of it. And if you read the news, they just say this garbage. Uh, the, The headline should literally say ridiculous study claims people who skip the COVID vaccine are at a higher risk for traffic accidents. Ignores ignores common sense. And then it could have said right away, people who were getting the vaccine were probably more likely to stay home and people who didn't were probably more likely to go out and if you go outside, you're more likely to get into a car accident. Story's over. Have a nice day.
4: Or, or they could have just said, "Hey, we're desperate. We're getting being uh, we're being paid by big pharma to to shill for this. Just please take it." Uh, uh, Gene, w- would this uh, news story make you take the vaccine? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, as someone who's been in a, in a few car accidents, um, you know, no. Um, look, I this is exactly you, all of you guys are correct. You're making a really good points, which is there are special influences who are funding. A lot of these studies and these polls and the things that you see that are driving news. And there's a failure from the legacy media and from outlets that are news guard certified to actually report things in a way that makes sense to people. I mean, that was the most nonsensical thing you could you could ever imagine. Every American knows correlation is not causation. But here we are. And, uh, you know, you, you see something like that. And it's it's. It, if that doesn't strike that headline doesn't strike you as absolute insanity and divorced from reality, then like you you ought to go get your head examined. You ought to go get go talk to somebody because there's something wrong. You 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 aren't able to understand things clearly. Get your gut gonna,
5: examined. It's probably right. a lot of
3: gut trauma. Yeah, it is. maybe. Yeah.
2: But they're just going. What they're going to do is they're going to try and find someone to affirm them. Right. And then they'll just be like, "Please tell me I'm right." And they'll say, "You're right." And they'll go, oh, it feels good." But I don't think those people are happy. I know
5: that state of mind when people are like, "Please just put me back in the pod." But <laughs> it really, it's not like a blissful happiness state. Those people—they want more. And when they realize there's more, when when you control your own reality, the, I think it's much more enjoyable for people. And they do
2: seek that out when they when they know it's available. You know, uh, considering I, I, I'd be willing, I'd be willing to state, I bet you'll see other correlations in this way, because. And this is just my speculation. The people who were scared enough, who want like the people who were not worried and didn't get vaccinated probably went out and went outside. So I, 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 I bet you could find a correlation between people who are vaccinated and the amount of vitamin D in someone's system. Mm. You well, know, People who are vaccinated probably stayed inside. Yeah. And it's not just because of fear. It's because people in New York are more likely to be vaccinated than people in West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia, you're in the middle of nowhere and your neighbor is, you know, a football field away, so you're just like, I ain't going to touch anything or anybody. What am I worried about? You live in New York, you're in a cubicle, smashed up next to people, and you can't go eat unless you get proof of vaccination. You're more likely to be locked inside. You're more likely to get the vaccine. I bet you'll you'll even find higher instances of organic food consumption among people who aren't vaccinated, because they're going to be conservative people out in rural areas who are eating, like, farm meat that's, like, grass-fed beef and stuff like that
4: yeah there's a lot of different data out there and i think there's also data that's not being looked at and ignored and not calculated that also should be uh, i see florida making a big step in the right direction now officially saying that they're going to be launching investigations they're going to be looking into the correlations they're going to be looking into some of the possible big problems here uh and and, and again data could be twisted and manipulated in many different ways but there's a lot of glaring data that does come complicates the picture of what we're seeing here, especially when it comes to Sweden, especially when it comes to Haiti, especially when it comes to the countries in Africa. There's a lot of questions that should be asked here. There should be more data. There should be more investigations. And the only people doing them is is a state uh, of the United States. It's only Florida doing these investigations. Come on, we could do better. The truth matters here at the end of the day. We should be investigating. We should be getting the data. We're not, which is
3: uh, an absolute shame.
5: Have you been involved in any of these investigations?
3: Look, I mean, we have some investigations about the communications between the government and some of these private entities that we've been uh, undertaking that we started when Jen Psaki sat at the White House podium last summer and said, hey, we've been collaborating with these tech companies and we're flagging misinformation, disinformation. But in terms of the, the, the side effects of some of these things and in some of the, you know, being at increased risk of myocarditis and all of these other issues are things that like it's great that the state of Florida is doing that. That is the kind of thing that any objective good government would do is you s- search out the truth. You're not afraid of the truth. You ask the questions and you follow the line uh, to, to its logical conclusion.
2: Well, so, so tell us uh, what's going on with, uh, we, we've got all these stories about big tech colluding for political reasons, you know, uh, D- DNC, Democratic officials reaching out to Twitter, things like that. But there, were, there was also uh, information pertaining to restricting COVID. We recently saw a tweet. I think the Hodge twins tweeted at Elon and said, "Did like, let me guess, you saw a tweet between the government and Twitter discussing censoring COVID information and then posted a trophy. So what's, what's going on with that? You guys had something recently,
3: right? Yeah, so we've put out a number of things, a number of, uh, you know, Press releases that turn into kind of long articles folks can read through and see themselves where we pull the documents. We get screen sh- screenshots, screen grabs of the text and let folks, you know, hey, here it is. Here's so-and-so government official talking to so-and-so at this platform. We've put a few different things out and we're putting these things out and we're going to continue to do it on a rolling basis because it's the result of a lawsuit that we had to file against the government to get this data out. And so every time we get a batch of data, we're trying to pull out there and get the highlights you know, bring it to folks and let the American people see what was going on behind the scenes. So the the latest thing that we have here, which is similar to something else we had, was this back channel reporting, uh, reporting channel at Twitter, where government officials were able to log in and flag information that they deemed as misinformation for Twitter employees to purge from their system. The same thing existed at Facebook from the records that we've been able to see. We have an example of a woman who worked for the CDC who used her personal Twitter account. Twitter gave her, through her personal Twitter account, the ability to log in and flag misinformation and disinformation and they actually encouraged her to do it because they said it was the best way to get something like that reviewed, um, which the the that in that case being the d- posts and the information they determined were misinformation. So look, it's 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 that's just the top of the layer of the onion, though. And there's so many layers beneath it between intergovernmental uh, organizations, non-governmental organizations, nonprofit set up. There's a whole kind of regime that was built up around this misinformation, disinformation, uh, you know, thing. And they're using the government. They're using the powers of government, and they were using the powers of one of the biggest social media platforms out there to objectively define for the American people what was true and what was false.
5: When uh, people from the government would flag something as dis or misinformation, is there are there instances where the people at Twitter would say, no, nah, it's not, and oh. just ignore
3: them? So we haven't seen yet, and that's part of the problem, is that because these portals exist— some of these things are never gonna be disclosed from government records. So it's great for the government actors to be able to do this because it it obscures reality. There's no record to go back and check on. If you send uh, an email or do something from a government computer, there's gonna be a record that you're gonna be able to go back and check. But because they were using a private platforms software, there's not gonna be a way for us to be able to determine how much they actually flagged for these companies and what the companies actually did with it. What we do have examples of are examples of the private companies pulling down content. So we don't have examples yet that I that I'm aware of that we've seen where they've ever said, "Oh, hey, no, sorry, you know that we disagree with you on this." But we have seen examples of where the private platforms have said, "Yes, thank you. We're happy to do that. Can we, can we do more for you? What else can we do for you, government?" Um, it, it just in a really shocking way. That I think most Americans would find truly offensive.
5: Yeah, I think that there's uh, probably a tendency for governments across the history of time to hire external organizations to do dirty work, like uh, mercenaries, um, things like that. I just don't like seeing it turned on the people themselves by having government officials use their private accounts to have undocumented communications with my social media network that I've been using. Right,
3: right. No, I mean, it's, it's exactly right. It's like one of the oldest plays in the book. And the, the thing about it is that, of course, the government can't do that legally. They can't violate the First Amendment through contracting their work out to a private company to do for them. That's that's against the law. You can't do that. So there's there's going to have to be some real accountability here. Luckily, there are some things moving um, that hopefully will bring that, one of which being a lawsuit that was filed by the states of Missouri and Louisiana, uh, where they're deposing f- folks right now i'm sure some of your some of your viewers and listeners have have been tracking that that uh, uh, you know uh, elvis chan was part of this uh, lawsuit he was just recently deposed i think jen saki's slated to be deposed at some point actually getting people in chairs asking them the questions about what happened what was going on here is going to be critical and i you know we'll see what happens as the result of the lawsuit but it should shock the conscience of everyone regardless of your perspective it should shock your conscience That the government would be able to do this, especially when you look at what they were saying was false um, in a lot of cases later became actually, hey, actually, that wasn't false. And so this meaning of truth, this divorced reality of what's true and what's false, um, you know, is, is an evolving thing for the for the government and for the for the left collectively. And it leads to a place where you can be censored as long as you're just not agreeing with what the, what the current woke thought is. And in, in with, with COVID stuff, it was all over the place. We all lived it. We lived it for about two years. Think about how crazy
2: the, the, the legal system is in terms of perjury, like what we've learned, the true extent of it. I, I, I think perjury is a non-existent thing at this point, because what we have here is, uh, you know, Mr. Dorsey, do you shadow ban? We don't. You don't. No, you, you don't remove people without their knowledge. We visibility filter. So, wh- what? Did you, did, wh- what did you say the other day? I, I don't know if it was you. It was like, did you stab this man? No, I placed a knife inside his body. That was Luke. So that was Luke. <laughs> he, he put his chest all around my blade. <laughs> like, do you have a door to your building? No, we have a portal. A, and, and there is a, a, a vertical uh, slat of wood with a
5: uh, uh, grip. On it. So, semantic, dodging semantics is a form of perjury. I think we can be clear about that. Anthony Fauci said they didn't do gain of function. James Clapper said he had no witting knowledge of spying on the American people, even though PRISM showed that they did. Yep. Right.
2: Yeah, he said, we we, we didn't do gain of function research. What we did was manipulate viruses to make them more deadly and dangerous.
4: It's like well, and transmissible what? to human beings, <laughs> and then Rand That's Paul. That's what gain the, of function. The, the same exact one that just naturally but, but got out there because someone ate a bat in China.
2: Rand <laughs> Rand Paul holds up the paper and he's like, uh, "It says right here that you were doing gain of function," and he goes, "No, it says on the paper, no." And there's and what and where's Fauci? Yeah. He's on MSNBC, and they're like, "I can't believe Elon would say prosecute Fauci." I can. He, he lied to Congress, man. Like, when it comes to this stuff. They all just lie. We watch them lie. We know they're lying. They know. We know they're lying. We know they know we know they're lying, and we're all just staring at each other like yeah. nothing will change. Yeah. And then
0: people get charged. Like,
4: people get charged for lying uh, under oath. People get charged mm-hmm. for lying to Congress. Look what happened to uh, Oliver Stone. He went down. He went to jail. Yeah. Because he lied to Congress. Fauci what? could do it. Brendan could do it. Come on. The, the, let's, let's play fair here. Let's actually hold people accountable to what they said, to how they lied to the American people and how they screwed them over. Oh, you're talking about Roger Stone, not Oliver Sorry, Stone. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Roger Stone. Oliver. Yeah. Ollie. <laughs> Oliver Stone, great. We should have him on the show. We should have, yeah, yeah. I interviewed him before too. Uh, I don't always agree with him. Fascinating guy. He interviewed Putin, has a lot of context uh, specifically about Russia and Venezuela that I uh, definitely see differently than him, but it would be great to have him on the show and have that conversation. The reason- But apologies for my mistake.
5: Yeah, Oliver, uh, the reason we have a government for the people, by the people, is because if the people that we put in charge start lying to us, we're supposed to remove them from office and then- maintain balance and honesty and integrity in our system. Maybe the whole system has always been predicated on lies. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. And you, we just want to close our eyes and believe that they're doing the right thing
2: when we put them in power to lie for us. You know, I I I probably I imagine it like this. Pre-radio, you had um, people who hung out in their own communities, talked to each other and trusted each other, and they did not trust, for the most part, centralized media media. You know, distribution, Mm -hmm. the printing press relatively new in the, you know, uh, new ish in the in the in, you know, before the uh, American Revolution. Then they started using this to put out propaganda being like, we should be independent. It affects people. They hear it. But for the most part, your life is still very much. Oh, I'm going to do it. The Patriot with Mel Gibson. What a good movie. They're, they're, you know, in their house, and then a postal writer comes, and they're like, it's a, there's a letter, whoa, like, words come from town. And then they're like, everyone gathers around to read this one letter. Now it's like I get 50 billion on Twitter. But so, back then, you believed what you believed or you didn't, you saw what you saw or you didn't, mm-hmm. and there was no centralized communication grid. Then you got radio and TV, and all of a sudden... Well, actually, even before that, you had the massive national distribution of newspapers, which started, you know, started getting really, really big in the late 1800s. And then the turn of the century, everyone's now believing the papers. Then everyone's believing the radio. Then everyone's believing the TV. And it's all centralized. And it was probably all lies. But we believed it because that's what we were told. The radio. Now the internet comes out and we once again are decentralizing our flow of information. And we're getting into this revolutionary period, I guess.
0: The, uh,
5: the radio changed it all. It did because and I remember Orson Welles did that War of the Worlds radio show and oh, the people yeah. actually believed it was real that aliens were attacking. Yeah, it was yeah. so believable. On the radio is this new technology They went outside. I heard that people killed themselves because they thought we were under attack by aliens. I don't know if that's confirmed. But then, the, then video comes, or, or film. Uh, and film allows the centralization of power for Hitler. Like Hitler is the result of that centralization of power with that mass media mind control technique. Now we have the internet, and it's like a, a we have both centralization and decentralization kind of at odds or or coming at each other and trying to figure out the best way to have like localized, decentralized, centralized systems.
2: Well, th- this is why you end up with uh, who, who is that woman who did the musical number about disinformation? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Her Jenk- name? uh
5: Jenkowitz. Jenkowitz. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. This is
2: why you get these people, right? Because they know they're lying. It's why you get people like Taylor Lorenz and Ben Collins. They know they're lying. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. They, they, they know they're making up things, but they're doing it in service of the authoritarian narrative machine. They, these are people who long for a world where, like, like uh, was it Mika Brzezinski said? Is that how you say her name? Mika? Mm-hmm. Mika? Where she said, it's our job to tell people what to think. She was like, Trump thinks he can tell people what to think. That's our job. And then Snopes immediately comes out to debunk the claims. That she said it when she literally said it, but that's not what she mean. What they want is they want to go on TV and say, the sky is red. And then have everyone be like, whatever you say, boss. And the problem is now with the internet, we all start posting online well, the sky can be red sometimes, depending on the sunset, but for the most part, it's blue. So they're actually just manipulating you. And then someone says, you're so dumb, the sky is red. It's 7, it's 7 p.m. at sunset. It's like, dude, I know. And then you argue. But that argument is part of the nuance in the conversation they don't mm-hmm. want. Yeah. They want to say, no, it's red. Stop talking about it. Anybody who thinks the sky is blue, report to your education center. <laughs> You've got to know that people are not,
5: we are not built to fall in line. I mean, there's part of us that we're, we're definitely community based organisms, but we're not like you can't force people into slavery. It doesn't make sense. It never has worked in the history of humanity. We've well, always come away from it.
4: Worked for a while. Well, you know, if you look at human history, there's a lot of slavery. There's a lot it's of war. A there's a lot of destruction. There's people like Genghis Khan. There's individuals that try to conquer the world and control all of it and try to uh, have all of it for themselves. I, I so, think, so that's common. That that always has happened. And for us to think that this has gotten, uh, this has somehow left the 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 human experience. It's I think it's foolish. And I think there's a lot of other smarter people out there that are still going for these same goals. We just don't know about them. We don't hear about them. And they're going for these larger uh, personal achievements for themselves in secret. It's
5: like the... The spirit of Moses is to free the slaves, and like the spirit of the United States, the Statue of Liberty is a freed slave. And they, but the businessmen that got the Statue of Liberty put up there didn't want to show the chains on her wrists. They were like, "No, we can't remind people that we're freed yeah, slaves. We want them to forget." They're on her feet, right? Yeah. They, so they put the chains down at her feet where you can't see it because you're looking up at it. But if you look at it from above, you see broken chains. She's a freed slave. The French understand liberty as the United as the Americans do, but the businessmen don't. They don't like that. They want us to f- lull back into. Just worshipping some erudite. They want us to think, oh, she's studied, so she's great. No, she's great because she was
4: a freed slave.
1: Are, are she we will all, never
4: go back.
2: Isn't isn't it like everybody's related to Genghis Khan or something? Or like some one huge seventh number? One-seventh
4: of the world, I think. Because he was is banging whatever. a lot of chicks, you know what
2: I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was going around taking villages and taking the women. I think it's like
1: one-third in Asia. Everybody, I
5: think yeah. that like, it's like history. We go into slavery and then we come out of it and then we go back into it and we come out of it and we're yeah. trying to remind ourselves not to go back into it. Yeah. That's the story of America, of the United States. Do not fall back into monarchy. Do not fall back under the subservience of one man in yeah, a corporation. Don't do it.
2: It's It's not, you know, I don't know if monarchy is the right word, but we fall into something new we haven't yet defined, right? So we have these words to describe things that we probably didn't describe when they were initially conceived of. When feudalism first came into existence, there wasn't some guy who looked around and went, This is feudalism. You know, it was it was like the way things were. And then eventually we start to define these things. So whatever we're in in now, it is not democracy, it is not constitutional republicanism, something totally different. I mean, it could just be uh a quasi, you know, revolutionary state where you've got as, as we've talked about on the show, a, a multicultural democracy trying to exist within a constitutional republic, and they're both at odds with each other. Mm. And so they're conflicted. But it's certainly not one or the other, and you can't describe it that way. Maybe we'll uh, corporate techni- technogopoly. You yeah. know, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll come up with some new word for it. Like, communism was a word that was coined. Fascism was a word that was a coined. Can mm. we make up a new word for whatever it is we're going through?
4: Yeah. yeah. Technocracy. Craptocracy. Craptocracy. That's what Klept- I was thinking. Kleptocracy. Too. Kleptocracy is another one. But but uh, throughout my understanding of of you know history, I think America is a rare experiment in freedom. I mean, and it's still one of the few countries in the world where you have the first and second amendment. You don't have that in a lot of places around the world, and there are a lot of people that hate that because if people could say what they want and be able to defend themselves by being able to say what they want. That is rare from my understanding unless someone else could prove me wrong. And I think these are important God-given rights that need to be protected at all costs but let's be fair and honest with ourselves. This latest technocratic advancement and takeover of our society is challenging that, especially with Joe Biden uh, coming out saying that he's going to be making more actions against the Second Amendment. Especially with tech platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Google, Alphabet, all these companies essentially are doing a form of mind control. There's a lot of uh, you know freedoms that are threatened more than ever. I don't know. That's my perspective. What do you think,
3: Gene? Look, I- I think y'all are onto something here. Um, and I think that there's also a generational aspect um, to consider for this. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know how old you guys are or young you are or whatever, but I can recall, at least when I was growing up, uh, a sense, especially among young men, of rebellion. It's in the heart of every young man for generations of, of to kind of like say to authority, to the authority figures, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me. I mean, I think there was even a, a line in a Rage Against the Machine song yeah. that had something uh, to That's say right. about that.
2: Yeah, but now it's shut up, you better do what they tell you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly
3: what it is. And we have we have a generation that is complacent now. And I don't know if it's the result of the influence of, of, of the social media, at least as it existed until now, um, with all of these other things, but we've gotten to a place where young people are afraid to question authority. They're afraid to question people as to, mm-hmm. hey, why am I being told that I have to think this way? Why am I being told that I have to get this you know, why do I have to behave this way where I'm ostracized? That no one ever asks those open open questions now. And I think that's it's a real problem.
2: I was reading this uh, blog about comics and superheroes a while ago. And it talked about how in the in the in the ancient stories were of defying the authority like stealing fire from Mount Olympus or whatever, or Hercules fighting the... I don't know what the exact story is. It's been a while since I read it, but it was talking about how the heroes used to challenge those in control, the gods and things like that. And superheroes today are very much completely in line with the authority. So Superman, for instance, he doesn't break the law. He's got to fight for the government. Now, there's been nuance introduced into the comics over time, but there was this period where very much everything was whatever the government says goes. And so uh, we went to Fredericksburg this past week and we were hanging out with Matt Strickland over at Melts. Shout out, Matt. Amazing food, by the way. And this is the, this is the business where, this all comes together in a perfect story, I gotta be honest. This is where the, the government tried shutting down his business because of COVID. He said, screw off, we're not shutting down. Two years later, they take his alcohol, his liquor license from him and, and, and he's like, well, what's going on? We got youngkin in, but this is a guy who is defying the machine, standing up for what he believes and standing up for his community. While we're down there, we, we, you know, we eat food. We hang out with them. We're like, this is a whole lot of fun. And then we'd say, we're going we're gonna to go check out the city. We go to this antique store. And I see an old comic from the, from World War II. It was, um, I think it was DC's The Unknown Soldier. And the cover shows a bunch of children standing in front of Nazis and the unknown soldiers on top of a tank pointing at them saying, it doesn't matter that they're hiding behind children, men. We have to do it or something like that. And then I was like, I called Luke. I was like, dude, you got to look at this. World War II comic books of the of the good guy saying it doesn't matter that there are children in front of front of these soldiers. You, and the tank is pointed at them, the artillery. And I'm like, I get it. Like, mm. the U.S. was right. Under no circumstances do you stop fighting, even if it means running kids over or shooting at them or whatever. And that's to the extent that our heroes began to support the machine even when they were doing things that were atrocious. Mm. Or it was just one example that
0: I saw.
2: Granted, these days, there's been a bit more nuance in superhero comics. You now have, like, the, uh, the, the Marvel Civil War series. Now, I don't mean the movie. The Superhero Registration Act comic arc was, was great, where, you know, you had, like, Tony Stark as a corporatist, and, he, and he's like, well, the government wants us to register, so we should. And then Captain America, all of a sudden, defying the government, being like, I'm not for this. That's not the American way. That nuance was really, really great. But I, but I do find it interesting that when, when you ultimately get these people, like, what was his name, Phoenix Jones... He was that guy who was a vigilante in, what was it, Seattle? Yeah. Do you guys know? I think so. He ends up during the, like, the Antifa riots helping the cops. And they were like, you're a bad guy. You're helping the cops. And he's like, what do you mean? This is what superheroes do. So it's interesting to see that we're at this point, you know, I
5: suppose. They're supposed to, I mean, law and order for for mo- is supposed to be good. I, think that I, I tend towards neutrality when it comes to law and chaos. I find myself like if, if it's good chaos, that's better than evil law. Um, But I tend towards law over chaos because I find that law allows the system to balance out a little bit better than chaos. does. But can chaos be good or bad? Yeah, chaos can be good. You can have like Robin Hood, for instance, would steal from like wealthy landowners and then give to the poor people. They said that was a good act, but it's very chaotic to to steal.
2: Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. Robin Hood was not acting any predictable manner. And so the machine was disrupted by his actions. But he was doing things to stop the villains to help the poor. Exactly,
5: and the villains were the law, which was King John, the drunken brother of King Richard. Who, I, I think that the story—that's a story. In reality, they weren't living in the same time and, period, and, but it was. And a, King John was a—he was a lion, wasn't he? No, his yeah, brother yeah. was the Lionheart, King Richard. King. But uh, King Richard John was just a—and a, an Robin idiot. was a fox.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Disney. Disney is history. Yeah. Disney I, is history. I, I personally think uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime definitely has a better representation of what's happening behind the scenes, especially with PR and large government. And uh, even though it's filled with a lot of woke propaganda, I, I do see that more of a reality than anything else from my perspective. I don't, I don't know. What's your favorite dystopian uh, nightmare that's coming true to life?
3: <laughs> the one we're in? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard... It's hard to describe re- – I mean, imagine describing reality today to yourself 10 years ago. I love it. Right? We I do mean, all like all the time. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of these things. You sit there and you think, okay, so take yourself, go back to wherever you were 10 years ago and tell yourself, hey, in 10 years from now, if you do so much as say, hey, you know, like uh, 10 years in, – in 10 years, people are going to be having drag queens dancing in front of children and you're going to be called a bigot if you ask a question about it. I think most folks around here um, would say, well, you're you're totally crazy, you've lost your mind. And so in a lot of ways, what we have seen rapidly over the last decade has descended us into kind of our own dystopian world where it's not recognizable by prior generations of Americans who who have this unifying kind of common common experience, common identity, common values. Um, that unify them as Americans, people from all over the world, people from all over the world united behind this idea that we have this constitutional republic, we have these societal values that we're going to uphold. And yet, you, know, you go to where we are today, and it's because of the increase of the influence of this woke mob that you get, you get things where people are denying just fundamental truth, things that everyone understood to be real for millennia. Um, but it's it is you were called a bigot if you are dare to speak out whatever the the, the current thinking is and of course the, the 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 ancillary part of that is that that is an ever shifting and evolving target for the woke mob. It's mm-hmm. never enough you know they once they get to something that they want they have to increase their power and so their their targets continue to move and you're never going to be woke enough for them. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of who gets canceled in time and who is able to keep being woke and going along with the crowd until they're called out.
1: Yeah, like no true Scotsman fallacy right there. Right. Is,
4: is there any like court case you're working on right now?
3: What would you say is the most important legal case you guys are working on right now? So th- there's a number of them that are, that are I think, particularly important, particularly um, impactful for the average American, which is something that I try to think about as we look at the cases that we bring, the things that we're going to do. Hey, what's going to have the most positive benefit for the American people? And so, you know, we were, we we have an active case representing a federal uh, employee uh, who was challenging the COVID vaccine mandate. You know, again, one of these uh, attempts to to force employees to to get the jab, even if they didn't want to, or even if they had COVID before. We're active in that case. We were part of the coalition of, of organizations that brought down the the OSHA mandate. Uh, we've we've been successful in stopping a number of programs that discriminate against american citizens on the basis of their race right and so it's it's again for us it's we look at this and we say all racism is wrong it's always been wrong it still is wrong it always will be wrong no one should be treated differently because of the color of their skin but you have government programs out there that are coming out like this farm loan forgiveness program that came out this restaurant revitalization program that came out uh Or, you know, even faculty hiring at different major universities that say, hey, you're only eligible for this if you come from this background, if you have this color of skin, that's totally unacceptable. Skin color should never be the basis for any kind of governmental action yeah. or any kind of private corporation action. It should never it shouldn't matter. If you want to look at other things like socioeconomic conditions, you know, maybe it's a you know, you want to provide help to the poor people in Appalachia the same way you would help someone in the inner city. Great. Fantastic. But you can't do it on the basis of race. So we've yeah. successfully stopped a number of these programs that the administration and the Congress have rolled out. And, and we're proud to have done so because, again, you know, all racism is wrong. It always will be wrong. yeah I remember
4: uh, not so long ago talking to my members on my member area. Uh, this is about, you know, almost now two years from now telling people, hey, if your boss comes to you and tries to force you to take a medical procedure or threaten to fire you, whatever you do, don't quit. Let them fire you, document everything. I got a lot of people contacting me th- saying, thank you for telling me this because now they have legal cases that are going to court and they're getting a lot of settlements because it, it, you know discriminating against someone, extorting someone, manipulating someone to do something when there's no liability from the producers of this something uh clearly brings up a lot of very important issues that a lot of people have forgotten uh and when we had these conversations about people getting discriminated against and being fired no one brought up like hey we have a legal set of rules and laws here that should be followed now they are so uh what was your experience uh you know in that particular realm and how do you see it moving forward from here because there's still a lot of discrimination there's
3: still a lot of craziness can Mm -hmm. you fight it all can we get justice for all this yeah, look, I mean, it, it's going to depend on the nature of the employer. Of course, the government employers are the easiest ones to, to target, right? Because the government has a set of rules and restrictions that that uh, set it to a standard that's much you know, different than what a private employer could do. Because a private employer should have the right to be able to do, you know, more or less, with certain exceptions, what they want to do with their own workforce, you know, subject to applicable laws. Uh, that said, uh, you I, I think that I am optimistic about what the future holds. I think that the, for the federal civilian um, workforce, there, I think there's going to be a real good win here soon, uh, hopefully out of, out of the Fifth Circuit. Uh, you know, I don't know about our own case how that's going to do with the D.C. Circuit, but hopefully there's something there that frees literally. I mean, look, I mean, some people might say, well, it's a bunch of government bureaucrats. These are real people, millions of federal workers who were subjected to either, hey, you take the jab or, you know, you lose your job. And that's not a place that you want to be in. Some of the private employers, I know there's been some good wins from some different folks across the country. Um, I think there is a, a, a group of folks who worked in a, a hospital system up north, as I recall, who recently prevailed and they got some back pay and compensatory damages, which is great. Um, but it's, look, it, it's challenging because you know, whether it's whether it's in the nature of the covid uh, you know, vaccine or whether it's in the nature of discrimination claims or anything else. There's a lot of just cross currents that discourage people from being free to exercise you know, their God given liberties and rights as Americans. And, you know, another another example of kind of the woke mob going after something is this case we recently won in, in Texas. Um, where we represented uh, a class of doctors in America who were about to be subject to a Biden administration edict that said, if you discriminate against someone on the basis of their gender identity, then you're discriminating against them on the basis of their sex, and therefore you're going to be subject to claims of discrimination. So if you're a doctor who has a patient who comes to you and says, who is a biological male? But believes they're a woman and says, "Hey, I, I need to be treated um, for you know whatever you name you name the condition," and the doctor says, "No, well you're a biological male. I can't do that for you. They would be subject to dis- they would be subject to government investigations for discrimination, and if found to have uh, discriminated against someone on that basis, they lose access to federal funding, which is disastrous wow. for any kind of." Doctor who's providing any kind of care, and and so we we want a case um, on behalf of a class of all doctors in America, where we've said, hey, that interpretation is unlawful, and so these doctors are now free to go about exercising their independent medical judgment, uh, medical judgment, and provide the care that they think is right. But there's all kinds of cross currents here that are going on in in American society, where the woke left is just ever advancing, and we need more folks on the right um, or in the center, for that matter. Pushing back and fighting back and saying no, like th- this is not going to happen. We will, we will not stand for this.
5: And also, why it's not going to happen? Because if you treat someone gen- with it's a uh, biological male, but you treat them as if they're a biological female because of their gender, they might die. So right. we cannot go that route. We can't. Right.
0: Right. That,
2: that, that's the crazy thing to me about a lot of these stories is, uh, you know, there was a there's a viral clip going around where uh, this this uh, woman she's a, she runs a nonprofit. She says parents have no right to know what their kids are are experiencing or going through or whatever. And she said because you know we prevent suicide, we save lives. It's exactly what Jack Dorsey said to me about their misgendering policy. And I was like on the on the face that made no sense. I was like so what about body dysmorphic disorder or whatever? They're like what is that? Like like somebody who feels their hand shouldn't be on their body and they want to cut it off. Are you going to if someone goes on Twitter and says I'm going to go get my hand removed and we say please don't, stop. That's wrong are we going to get banned for that? And they were like, uh, I don't know. So I'm wondering where that comes from because it, like, it, the, the point is brought up all the time, anorexia. Mm-hmm. When someone comes out and says, I'm fat, and you go, no, you're not. That's what you're supposed to say. But if someone comes out and says, I'm in the wrong body, we're supposed to say, okay. But only for that one issue. Mm-hmm. Like if someone says they're an owl kin, you know, like other kin <laughs> stuff. And they say like, I, deep down, I am a wolf. You know, like cause South Park did an episode about it where, mm-hmm. It was Kyle's dad becomes a dolphin. Yeah, it's great. like at what point do you say you, you you've got to be who you are? You know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I. Again, for millennia, millennia, people understood, man, woman. Okay, great, fine. You know, but it's only been recently, and again, it's really within the last ten years or so that we have this increase of, hey, not only, uh, uh, not only are there. 67 or 72 genders or whatever the case may be infinity. these days infinity it's whatever you, whatever limit you can't have it's also you're a bigot you're a bigot if you reject uh their their invented identity mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 imposing on other people in a way that we've never seen in our you know society i think but before uh yeah it's, i mean insane
2: you know like i i never really cared about if somebody uses atypical pronouns in the sense that like you know, uh, always using Blair White as the example, but Blair, I just say she. I mean, whatever, I don't know. It's easy, makes sense. Uh, ben Shapiro explained it as, if, if I'm going out and I'm like, hey, go sit by my friend, I'm gonna grab some food. Where? Over there, that's her. You know, he's not gonna say that's him because it would be confusing and people would be like, huh? Because they see someone who, who clearly looks like a female. But then you get into the neo pronoun stuff. And now you've got these, these people saying like, you should call someone Zorp. And I'm see, like, right. okay, i like, man. I can't remember that. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm not saying it. You're okay, right. because I don't know what you're talking about. And I can't be like, Zeep, Zorp, Zoop, Zap, Zaba, you know, for all these right. people. I just can't do it. Yeah. He and she and they, I get it. And then they're like, but what about if you accidentally call a woman a man? It's like, well, then I apologize and then use the correct pronouns. Like, mm-hmm. if, if there's a burly woman and I say, Excuse me, sir, and they go, I'm a woman, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that, ma'am. It's, it's, it's that simple. Like, we're not trying to yeah. be, but right. you can't then say, but but if someone wants to go by Zers, you know, right. or or there's like hydrogender, oh, there's so, so you know you call them like Flube or something. Yeah. yeah, it's like, dude, I don't know that. I'm not gonna remember it. You're the only person in the world who goes by that. Right. Like, the the argument they make is, but if someone's name is John, would you not call them John? And I'm like, I call them by their name. Right. But I can't remember a name and a pronoun for every single person, so it's just not gonna yeah, happen. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yep. I think as like pronouns or or just. It's not a one to one comparison, but like gender as opposed to sex, gender could be treated like a cosmetic skin in a video game. Like it's like it it doesn't affect the gameplay. It's just how you what the character resembles. And that's kind of what. Gen- uh, but the thing is, gender is a psychological thing, too. So it does alter the way you perceive reality, I think, it's part of why your gender is the way you perceive it. So So it's not
4: quite cosmetic, but legally it should be treated cosmetically, I feel. So this is the problem with also some people saying, well, I get to change my gender whenever I want, how I want. When the government steps in, like in the United Kingdom, and says, "Oh, if, if you misgender someone, you're going to jail," and well, that happened I,
2: in Norway, didn't it? It happened now? in Norway. It happened oh, in the story. United
4: Kingdom. I interviewed someone randomly as I was walking around in the United Kingdom. I was doing interviews about the First Amendment in the United Kingdom, and I ran into a guy who was arrested and had to go to court because he called someone a bloke. Let's let, let me let me
2: pull this story up and we'll keep talking about it.
4: Not on from, purpose, from, by from, accident. Let
2: me, let me grab this one from Fox News. Norwegian filmmaker faces up to three years in prison for saying men cannot be lesbians. I can't pronounce this, but uh, Ch- uh, how Tanya, how would you uh, Tanya, not Chinese. How do you Tanya. pronounce this? Gevgen is a lesbian filmmaker who intentionally made the comment to criticize Norway's hate speech laws. So uh, three years in prison. Uh, Luke, you you want to just rehash that, like retell that story for people who
4: might just be joining? You you interviewed somebody who was... It it was a very random thing. I was just walking around doing interviews on the street met up a random guy and I was like hey what do you think about the first amendment and and the guy was like I wish I had it here I had to go to jail I had to go to court I I, I was ostracized from my community I was facing some serious pressure from the government because I accidentally called someone a bloke in passing and then they called the cops in him. the cops showed up and arrested a person uh, for doing this he was very severely negatively affected in his career and uh, faced a huge backlash for an accident because he literally thought that person was a bloke it wasn't Zuby. a bloke. It was. It was. It was. I. I don't even two, know how two, to describe it. Two famous
2: it. stories: Zuby getting suspended on Twitter for saying "Okay, dude," and yeah. Count Dankula getting arrested for posting a meme with his dog by you know making his girlfriend's dog do the the, the Nazi salute. I
5: call people, dude, and man, like woman, man, and woman. They both have man in the word. I'm like, hey guys, what's up, everybody? What's up, dude, homie? What, hello? And I. And it's not because of their sex. I don't care. That's not why I'm casual.
4: With Survivor people. did a very cringe moment. Uh, I think it was either last season or the season before that. He was like, I want to have a conversation with you guys. Is it okay if I say guys? <laughs> I know for the for so many years I said guys, but now I don't think it's okay. Are you guys okay with me saying guys? And then and then uh, and then the whole people were like, uh, yeah. He said, "Are you guys okay with me?" Saying <laughs> no, I don't think he said it exactly. Are you people okay if I say guys? What I do you mean by you people? He was very careful. He was very careful with <laughs> how he said it exactly. Right. And then like three days passed, and then one of the one of the um, uh, contestants like, you know what, Mike, I, I think you should stop saying guys. He's like. Okay, you got it. I respect you all. And I'm like, oh, I was like, why is this on television? Like, yeah, it, they just ruined Survivor. I used to love Survivor. It's a cult, man. But they, they just did. ruined it. You know what we should do? We got to do two
2: things with Caskets. We got to do a skit where Ian goes back in time to warn his younger self about what's happening in the future. But Ian's younger self, who's like a crazy drugged out hippie, is like, dude, you must be on drugs. Yeah, I'll be like, <laughs>
5: graphene. And you got to talk about graphene. I'll be like, this guy's insane. He talks about graphene <laughs> all
2: the time. I want nothing to do with him. And then uh, the other one is take a bunch of woke people and just, you know, as a sketch, drop them in the middle of the woods and then ask them if the bears care about their pronouns.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, like, that, that, my point with that is all of these weird things they're demanding are completely meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if we go to war with China... Do you think like these soldiers, that bunch of U-boats or whatever, like they start coming up on the shores of California or they they go into Alaska more likely if there's going to be an invasion, start stealing stuff and there's going to be an American. Do you think they're going to stop and be like, before we capture you, what's your pronoun? They're going to be like, get in the box. Yeah. And you, your words are meaningless. Mm-hmm. They don't care about your pronouns, especially
5: if like we start looking for water. Someone tweeted that out. What if all these this drama that we we're going through? Like, what if we run out of water for a day? What are we going to be talking about then? What if it's two days that we don't have water? What are we gonna be? What's gonna be the conversation on Twitter if we don't have fresh water as a species after two days? No one's well, All that's gonna be is where's the yep. water?
2: Well, that's cities though, right? Rural folk got water.
5: Right. Hopefully,
2: like. For one, there's a river right here, lots of water, mm-hmm. and then we have wells and natural aquifers and things like that. So we're not running out of water.
5: Yeah, God forbid any kind of you know celestial demonization. You know, there's always meteoroids. Technically, a meteor is something that's already entered the atmosphere. The meteoroid
2: is the one that's still out there. So mm-hmm. if you're in New York, and the flow of water stops, man, it's going to get yeah. No one fast. cares what gender you are. Right. If you're thirsty, no one cares. Right. It's all about survival or and- hungry. You know, hunger too. when 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 there's no food left. So uh, what, how, how long does food last on average, like the, like three months or something like that before all the food's basically gone? It's like a city. Food. Just like in general, there's there's stuff that lasts longer, but it gets eaten and there's stuff that doesn't last as long it's eaten. And so I think within like a few months, if if probably faster than that, if the supply the supply line to New York cut off, how long do they have in terms of the food supply in in the city? Like I'm talking about at pantries, at grocery stores. Are I'm, they going to
4: be eating themselves?
2: Well, what I'm saying is I think it might even be a week. All the perishable stuff is spoiled. Mm-hmm. All the fruits and vegetables are spoiled within a week or two. Mm-hmm. Canned goods are eaten up right after that. So in a couple of weeks, there's no food left. There's no water. And the people who are stuck there, what are they going to do? Yo, it's going to be like roving bands of cannibals. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. There, there's, there, people are going to say, I would rather not die. And then you're going to go outside, and there's going to be a group, and they're going to watch you, and they're going cl- to bash you over the head, and they're going to drag your body, and that's their dinner.
1: Yeah, long pig.
2: And then they're not, they're not going to ask you, before we devour you, what's your pronouns? <laughs> there could be,
1: in a
5: chaotic situation, people will use gender to try and divide people for control and power, I would imagine. But if it's super desperate, we're like where we're dying of dehydration, I don't think that anyone's going to be thinking
0: about that stuff.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it, that's literally what it is. Like, when you mentioned power, it's, it's just power. It's being able to tell somebody else to do something for you. It's what Jordan Peterson's been saying since, like, he came out. This is the whole thing. It's always been about power, it's never been about anything else but power. This is the com-
5: communist tactics, man. You find a victim class yeah. or
1: you create one, and then right. you instill
5: communism thoughts. The state will save you. The group can help you, can right. take care of you. Mm-hmm. Just do what we say. Yep. Just fall right. in line Game with prize. our orders and edicts. Right, exactly.
2: Right. That's the bad
5: guy. Yeah, And that's the reason you're suffering right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's-
3: well, and the, the, the other thing about this, the other dynamic, we've been talking adults, right? But the number of areas across the country that uh, in my organization, America First Legal, we're seeing is where the children are being subjected to all kinds of just crazy thoughts and I- radical gender ideology. And it's being hidden from the parents. Now, look, I mean, yeah, there's one thing where if you're an adult and you want to you know believe what you want to believe, but for a child, for a elementary school kid, a middle school kid, even a high schooler, like ultimately, until you're an emancipated adult, your parents have the right, the fundamental right to to bring up that child in the way that they see fit, and we have school districts all across the country helping transition their kid um because they've got got in some social club or whatever and not telling the parents about it i mean this this woke mob is really not stopping anywhere and they're violating the most fundamental relationships you could ever imagine between a parent and a child and doing it under the guise of protecting the child well the parents might not be accepting of their new identity so we have to hide it from them
2: it's a culture revolution
3: it's insane it's crazy. Sever, so,
2: you know, we, we've mentioned this before. Prager's uh, cut flower politics, I think it's called, that you can cut the flower from its you know, roots or whatever, and it's beautiful, and you can show it to everybody, but then it dies. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that started happening unintentionally, I think. But now what we're seeing is the weaponization of this. Mm-hmm. The opposite of honor thy father and, th- and thy mother. They're going to schools. They're saying, don't tell your parents. And now you've even got the White House defending this behavior, saying parents have no rights. Right. So what's when, the
5: story with the White House getting involved with this? I, well, this
2: is just, I mean, w- w- you know, we'll, we'll get into that more in depth for the members only, I guess. But this is basically Biden saying that what's going on with these schools is a good thing. It's the Democratic Party saying, don't say gay. Like Florida comes out and says, parents have a right to know what's going on with their kids. And they go, you hate gay people. Yeah, well You know, heard. Media Matters put out this hit piece where they're like anti-LGBTQ slur groomer. And I'm like, all of my posts have been about how groomers are not LGBTQ. Why are you yeah. constantly claiming that all LGBT people, in your, in their view, are pedophiles? It's, it's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's media matters and leftist organizations trying to conflate these things. It's, at the same time, them trying to make sure that kids are separated away from the roots. Right. You want, they, want it, they want to create a, a revolutionaries. This is why I just can't understand why I hear these conservatives be like, my kid's going to college. Yeah, I'm like, why? you know what, dude, I'm, I'm not even bothering with that one. Yeah, you know what happens to your kids in college. And they, and they say things like, well, there's good colleges, though. There's good colleges. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like in West Virginia, <laughs> where the grade schools have genderqueer. Yeah. Where in West Virginia, the school board is woke. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm hearing these stories out of West Virginia, and I'm like, you wouldn't think that would be happening here. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. So these people are like, well, you know, I'm going to a good college. It's religious, it's conservative. Yeah, DePaul wouldn't let Ben Shapiro on the property. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what, man? Homeschool your kids. Have your kids learn real skills. Self, se- They can self-teach a lot on the online. I get it. You want to be a doctor or a lawyer? You need the sort certi- of you need you need the official legal certification. So. Yeah, but that
5: should change too, in my opinion. I don't think you need to go to school for twelve years and hundred three hundred thousand dollars in debt to learn how to do something that you could learn how to do at your own pace. Like, why do they need to watch you and make sure that you paid and became part of the system and were in doc? Like, if you can save someone's life and understand and can take the tests of medicine and can do the surgeries, why would why do you have to go? Like, I'm talking about reality. Like, we need doctors, mm-hmm. so. Let's you know, evolve that system
2: I feel like it's all just falling apart anyway yeah. but but this I don't think it's bad news you know a lot of people think that bringing up these things like collapse is pessimism it's realism but it's also an opportunity right it means that there's an opportunity as the the woke lunatics burn down their cities and destroy everything mm-hmm. you have an opportunity in your rural area to succeed to grow your business and be self-sufficient right. stop relying on the cities for for revenue Make a new company, start a new business. And a lot of people, it's not easy to do. Yep. Figure it out. Yeah, I mean, literally, if you got a tree on your property, chop it down, start taking the wood and making stuff with it. and yep. start selling
1: it. Just figure it out. You got to start somewhere, you know? It's like the phoenix. The phoenix must burn before it can be a new bird again, right? That's right. Yep. All right, everybody, we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly
2: smash that like button, subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends and become a member over at TimCast.com. Click that Join Us button at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you. Those go live around 11 p.m. And uh, let's uh, let's read a bunch of the Super Chats. I know many people have been chiming in about <laughs> Mr. Bocus, yeah. and I really, really do appreciate it. So uh, today at 4, so here's here's what happened for those that are wondering. Uh, I finished my, my 1 p.m. segment, and then as I was putting together uh, a, a, a story about you know, Elon jet and liberals fleeing the platform and everything. Mr. Bocas got up, started walking, nearly collapsed. Allison, my girlfriend ran over and grabbed him. And he had like, he like drool coming from his mouth. She brought him to his litter box where he tried to go in, failed and then crapped on the floor, came out and then stumbled over. And he was in really, really bad shape. So I was just like, there's, there's no way I'm going to be able to work. Like, I'm not going to leave him and go sit at the computer and so I figured what we'll do is, you know, I'll make one last, or I'll make one video for him talking about what's going on. And and, and Mr. Bocas, he's the, he's the cat of the cast castle. He's, he's appeared behind us. He's jumped in the desk. Everybody loves him. He's everybody's friend. And uh, I, long story short of it is I made that video because I didn't want to not give an update and just disappear and not produce anything. But I also felt like in, in 10, 20 years, I can come back to my YouTube channel, I can see that video I made, and always remember him. And uh, I thought that was important. I also think for everybody who, who has a pet or any loved one, there will never be a point in my life where I look back on the final days of Mr. Bokus's life, and I say, "Man, I'm so glad I ignored him and went and made a video complaining about Twitter. It's just not that important in the long run. And I'll leave you with one last story that I think is very important. I read this on Reddit, where a guy said he was sitting with his brother and his grandmother. And they were looking at her photo album, and she was showing him a photo of the Grand Canyon. And then she paused, she was telling him like, "I was here with your your father and your uncle." And then she froze and said, "Why did I take a picture of the Grand Canyon? I don't care about that. I care about your father and your uncle." And he says, from that point from that point on, every time he would go somewhere, the photos would always be of him and his friends at the place and not of the place or the thing. I thought that was very, very important. But let's uh, let's uh, let's read some super chats. All right. Soundscape Underground says you can only accept my $5 if your cat gets a viking funeral to Valhalla.
4: Yeah, Phil, <laughs> I like that idea. I think we should go forward with it and let's prepare the crossbows.
2: I don't know about a crossbow. I think we should get like a trained archer and then we should go to the ocean where it's safe mm-hmm. and, you know, give Mr. Bogus a viking funeral. Phil was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "I don't know if setting like a dead cat on fire is legal." You know, I'm like <laughs> kicking it out into a waterway or something. But I think if we go to a private marina or something on the on the water. Or we just go out to a totally unincorporated area and then, you know, put a little boat under the water and I'm still, I haven't given up on bucko yet. I think we can
5: get him some stem
2: cells, man. I think,
5: I think, I think we can. I know we can. I I think regenerative medicine has come a long way. (laughs) I'm willing to do what I got to do. See if it works. We, and if he's in a lot of pain, sorry to interrupt you, ma'am. No,
2: no, no, no. I was right there with you before I, you know, before and after. I started. I'm, I, I've started. i been trying to hold it together the whole time. We looked into stem cells. The hospital he was at that's nearby doesn't do it. I looked up a few videos. The issue is there's a whole bunch of places. There's a bunch of places, but there's like not that many around the country. So mm-hmm. There's a
5: guy near San Diego, this doctor. I'm going to shout him out because he does a lot of good work. His name's uh, Robert Harmon. He's one of the leading veterinary stem cell Doctors in the world, Robert, if you're out there, we need you. I don't know if Bucco's
2: even right for it, but I'm going to contact you,
5: and
0: we'll, we'll go from
3: there.
2: We'll read some more of these thoughtful posts. Uh, really do appreciate everybody. Sideways says, hey, bud, I'm really sorry about Bocus, but I'm glad he was able to live a more full life than he could have otherwise. Just hope you're doing okay, Tim. I'm doing okay. It's just, you know, I was just, as we're building the new headquarters, we're talking like, where's Bucco going to go? Where's Bocus going to be? And I'm like, well, we're going to have to figure out something for him. You know, he's, he's here in the studio most of the time. So everybody always sees him and he's always, you know, acting silly. And he was supposed to be alive for another 15 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's well fed. He's well taken care of. We bring him to the vet periodically, but, uh, cats, they hide their illnesses. And so even when we brought him to the vet a month or so ago, they just said, well, you know, get him, get him different food. He seems to be okay. They didn't do the blood work. It wasn't until he started passing out that they were like, holy crap, he's on the verge of death. And then even then they said, we think he's got a few, a few weeks, maybe a few months. And then today, I mean, this is, he's, he's, he's been eating. He's been better. He like collapsed and could barely get up. So he's been sleeping all day, but we'll read some more. Uh, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, behold, unbeknownst to the beautiful bird sunbathing on a low branch behind it, bouncing, it bounces, brandishing, bared claws, besieges into action. It is the beloved baby bunny butcher, Bucko, AKA Mr. Bocas. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was uh, you know asking Allison I was like should we should we capture a small bird and injure it so that Bucko can can kill one more time? <laughs> you know it's it's kind of it's kind of messed up because like we really care about him. But he's oh, yeah. just mercilessly torturing these birds. Yeah. Yeah. He, he 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 stabbed one, and it was bleeding, and then he sat and watched it as it fluttered and tried to escape. And then if it ever jumped, he would jump and whack it and knock it back to the ground. And I'm like, this is the brutal nature of what he's doing. And here we are mourning for him. He's still alive, but he's basically lethargic and just sleeping all day. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. All right. Jay says, have you guys heard about the idea in the UK about separating cities into 15 minute driving segments? Sky News Australia was talking about a few days ago. What does that mean? Separating um, cities into 15 minute
1: driving segments? Like 15 minutes apart, I think is what they're trying to say. Oh, I see. Yeah. So if you so, go 15 minutes in one direction, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what the UK is like already, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I guess. I mean, London is a massive spattering of people.
1: Right, right. But as soon as you get outside of it and you're in the countryside, it's like, it's, it's what it seems like, at least. And at least in my experience there, it's also. Triton54 says, Miss
2: Allison, if you're listening, thank you so much for your support of Tim during this difficult time. Tim needs you just as we need him. Godspeed, Mr. Bocus, Matt from Joliet. Doc Holliday says, keep your TDS in check tonight, Luke.
4: What? <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't tell me what to do. One. Number two... Um, again, when it comes to Trump, when he did something good, I respected it, called it out. When he did something bad, he did some bad things. He got called out for it as well. So, uh, would anyone, you'd never put anyone above yourself. Always be critical of everyone. Mm -hmm.
2: John Adams says, Tim, I just finished watching your tribute to Mr. Bocas. God bless you and Bocas as he makes his way to the other side. Really do appreciate it. Above all asks, do I watch Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? I don't.
1: You should. Is it good? I think it's great. Oh, what is it about? Um, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but basically it is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally what it is. It's, it's bizarre. You should watch it, though. I've seen memes of it. It's an anime. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a manga anime. Uh, the anime is where it's at, for sure. Fans know. Justin DeBoer
2: just put uh, Super Chat 3 said, Tim, please put Mr. Bocus on one of your Times Square billboards. Oh, that'd be cool. I want to, um, but we'll have to see. You know, it, he could he could make it a little while longer. And and if he does, I'm not gonna put up a, you know, a memorial for him when he's still alive. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do what we can for him. It's brutal, man. He's got genetic defects. That's, that's that's just it. He's he's a he's a great cat. He's really nice to everybody. He comes up and yells at you, but people can pick him up. They can pat him. He's just he'll you'll pick him up and he'll just flop out and let you do your thing. And you know he's a good cat. And so it's sad that he only made it to about four years old. Say, Levy. You know, it's life. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say one more thing too. Uh, Obviously, it sucks. Everybody who's lost a pet knows it's pain. I'm not going to equate a cat to a human life or anything like that. There are some people who are like, dude, you got to grow up and get over it. And I'm like, you know, look, if I wanted to, I thought about this. I could just zen it out, meditate on it, and then just smile and nod as Bocas' as flame goes out and, and his energy dissipates into the universe. But I choose to feel it. You know like we're we we're all men of action here, and I know that everybody at this table could choose to bottle it up, bottle it up and do what must be done and plow ahead because there there are there are important jobs to be done, important work to be done. but I think you know for me at least, I'm here to live the human experience, so uh you know i'll I'll roll with it, Ian, you know, giving a little tears out tonight, I'm sure you could just shut it off and and be stoic and cold faced, but I think it's good to uh Sometimes just let that emotion out, you know what I mean? Yeah,
5: it's part, of, it's part of the healing process. We talk about like, well, how can we make people whole again? You know, this is one way to do it. Feel it in public, man.
2: All right. Chrome Leader says doxing is a Fourth Amendment issue. Change my mind.
0: Hmm.
2: Is it? I mean, people's records are public. That's the challenge. Yeah. The government doing it, I, I would agree with. Yeah. The maladroit, uh, maladroit,
1: mama, maladroit, maladroit. Yeah. If you oh. want to be correct. By the oh way.
2: yeah, I, d- I do. I, I can't <laughs> pronounce these words. I'm a local experienced barista in WV Panhandle. Who can I contact to apply an interview for the upcoming coffee shop? Hmm. Oh man. I mean, we definitely do need an experienced barista, probably a bunch actually for yeah. the new uh, location, which should be actually set up in, in a, not, not too long from now. I mean, it, Because of the holidays, it may be January, February, but I think we could theoretically get something up and running really, really quick. I mean, to be completely honest, we could open the front door right now with a big banner that says the name and be like, we don't got anything here yet, but you can come and sit in the chair. Uh I mean, I'm sure people would hang out anyway. It's something to do. And then we'll slowly build it up over time. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know how you can uh, contact. Go to uh, TimCast.com and go to the about or contact section. And then you can send an email to somebody and let them know that you, you super chat on the show and mentioned you're in the area and want to be a barista and we'll we'll see what we can do. W V I like that. All right, Rhiannon Tunnel says, please tell Mister Bocas that all the viewers of this show love him and will miss hearing about his terrorism. Also, you should put him in Times Square on New Year's Eve as a tribute. I believe we can do that. I believe we can. Uh, let's let's uh, let's get to some more super chats. They're all basically for Mr. Bocus. I understand, yeah, a lot. you know. Wow. I, I, I had to put out a video, you know. Eric Miller says there's a Capcom game called Remember Me, where they had port on the back of their neck, and they would use it to rewrite memories to manipulate people. Yeah, that's a crazy thought. Tribute. We get to the point where we cyberize our brains, and then you can be like, I had a really traumatic experience when I went to that event.
1: Whoop. I don't remember yeah. going to the event at all. Right. That's why I brought up Ghost in the Show. Is it Ghost in the Show? Yeah, when the guy thinks he has all his memories about, like, uh, his daughter and all this stuff. Yeah, you should watch if you haven't seen it.
0: Yep. Let's grab some more.
2: Sergeant Buck says, Alejandra Caraballo is the same activist that claimed to be responsible for getting James Lindsay banned on Twitter. And now James Lindsay's back. So, too bad. But those people are all just making things up in line. Michelle J says, Tim, get Mr. Bocas outside some... Even so sick. Yeah, we're, 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 we're planning on that. Uh, also, the other plan is we've been looking at a local shelter. We want to bring in Mr. Bokus to select an heir who will inherit the title of Bokus, And then uh, we'll learn from him how to be a cat. And then at the very least, he is unable to reproduce because they chopped his balls off. But his ideas can be instilled in the younger cat. And then I was explaining to Allison the importance of legacy. Because she's just, you know, she's like, Bocus can't have kids. That's it. What do you, why, why, why are you and your brother so concerned about legacy? And I'm like, think of it this way. There is an old World War II veteran who goes and lives in the woods, sits there with his dog, and then dies. Then there's the old World War II veteran sitting on his porch and a young kid comes up to him and the old man tells him the stories of storming the beaches, of saving lives, of rescuing these women. And then that kid, inspired by those thoughts, grows up and becomes a Marine captain or or something and joins the military and then serves his country. And that's 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 the importance. That uh, Mr. Bocas will teach that little kitten some things and those behaviors will live on forever. It's sad to me that uh, billions of years of evolution and cellular development... And it all ends with that one life because we spay and neuter. But I, I get why we do it. I do. That's another reason why I'm so concerned about how they're sterilizing kids. Because it's like mm-hmm. billions of years of evolution ends with you. Every single one of your ancestors succeeded in reproducing. Yeah. I'm not saying have 50 kids. I mean, you can have one, you know.
4: I'm saying right. have 50 have, 50. Have, have as many well, as you can. There's going to be a population crash that's going to go bad. It's going to be bad, I'm saying. I mean, you'll see. Skyler, you'll see decades and decades from now.
2: Skylar Hillman says, did Mr. Bocas support free speech to him? He absolutely did. He would, he would yell outside the door, cheering us on. He'd come in and jump up on the table. <laughs> it is kind of crazy to think that it was like a week ago he was at the door yelling at us. Yeah. And the decline was just rapid because cats hide their illnesses. And it was only until he was in total, like he's in stage three renal failure. He's passing out were we like wow and now he's just rapidly declining so we're giving him iv fluids we've got medicine for him but i want to be careful too because they prescribed antibiotics but i know antibiotics can be hard on kidneys and his kidneys are already weak so we don't know if he actually even needs the antibiotics
5: yeah man i'm so concerned with especially in cancer patients when they give him chemo and then the chemo kills him and then they say it was the cancer like you got to be so careful with with delicate bodies and just mm-hmm. quality of life is everything right now for bacco I I don't want him to be in pain, you know, I I will do anything to find a new medicine if that it's real, but at the
2: same time, if he's in a lot of pain, you got to let him go. That's the thing, you know, they want us to do this IV fluid treatment. I really did help him, we gave him some fluids and he immediately sprang up, and so that's good. But I'm also sitting there thinking like, you know, if he's dying, are we just prolonging his life for our own benefit and making him suffer longer? Do we let him sleep and be as comfortable as he can without bothering him, without waking him up, without jamming pills down his throat? Because because I, I really do you know feel like at a certain point, the pill popper in his throat to make him eat the medicine, the needle in his back to give him the fluids, we're just making his last days worse so that we don't feel as bad, but we still feel bad as it's happening.
5: I bet the fluids were great for him.
2: Yeah, he sprang right up, all excited and they started acting normal again. And I was thinking about it too. It, it's been a couple months since he used to run up and down the hallways, like only six months ago. And so his deterioration has been, been happening. We could tell something was wrong, but it didn't seem that bad. Yeah. And I wish, you know, I, I, I wish we'd have, we could have caught it uh, sooner. All right. Geary Vision, because we're, we're inter, interlacing news with, with Bocas. Elon mm-hmm. wants to make Twitter a video site, but now you can't live stream newsworthy events such as State of the Union, according to the new doxing rule. Well, Luke makes that point. If you're going and covering a news event and the celebrity's there, are they going to be like, "Oh, you showed the real-time location of these people"? Yeah, that's. But I don't know, man. I I think there can be judgment in how it's done. Like obviously, if you're doing a broadcast, what do you was it? I uh, just. Play. Uh, like obviously, if you're, doing, you're doing a broadcast. You're not doxing someone. Obviously, if you're posting someone's private, you know, jet information, you are. You know, so there's a difference, and then bad things can happen. Weber J says, hey, Tim, tried to watch the 4 p.m. segment. Lasted about four minutes and had to stop. Tears started flowing. Felt for you. You're a good dude. Hey, man, I really appreciate it. It was very hard to make. But uh, it was a combination of me being like, I hate not talking about something and putting something out. And I always say that I just want to talk about what I feel like talking about. And today it was Mr. Bocus. And in 15, 20 years, I'm going to be an old man and I'm going to show my kids. I'm going to be like, take a look at this video, you know. When, when they have a sad day with, with, with our pet, when we're old and, you know, they're te- young teenagers and the dog's dying or whatever, I'll be like, watch this video of me when I was younger. And I think that's that's really great. And he was lying on the table and we were petting him the whole time. All right, Steamed Hams says, I love your work, Tim. I also love how you get people from different political spheres and careers. Is there any chance of trying to get Destiny on the show? He, yes, is a great online debater. We've had him on the show. Uh, would love to have him back on the show. I think yeah. Destiny's great, actually. Um, We disagreed. It was funny when he came, I was like, Destiny, I think you and I are going to agree on basically everything. And he was like, what? And then we disagreed on some things like wokeness. We disagreed on some things like crisis management. But a lot of it is, you know, disagreeing on the, on how to get to places, but agreeing on the, on the, on the end goals. Plus, I mean, Destiny's, you know, hes hes I think he's like a fairly liberal guy, but he's also the guy who got suspended on Twitch for saying Kyle Rittenhouse's, the video, was the clearest cut case of self-defense he's ever seen. Yeah. And they got really mad at him for that. Mm-hmm. So he's hes a cool dude. Would love to have him back on. It'd be fun. All right. Korn says, Thank you for your kind words when my dog passed. May I offer the same kind words to you? The tears shed for Bocas are a testament to his impact. Yeah, it's not the same, you know... We love Mr. Bocas. I'm a dog person. Well, you know? shout out
5: to Bo. Whoever that was that tweeted you a picture of Bo a couple days ago, you, you responded with a heart icon. Bo, oh, yeah. Bo the dog. I'm thinking a lot about you, Bo, if you're out there. You are out there.
2: Man, it's crazy. I, I was reading this meme and it said, to, to, to dogs and to cats, but it was like to dogs, we are these tall beings of tremendous magical powers. We can make images appear. We can cure diseases. We can create, we make wonderful meals and food. We can travel at ultra high speeds and we live 10 lifetimes of a dog. We're basically like elves. Yeah. Yeah. Magic powers. Shoot water out of tubes. (laughs) Imagine what it would be like to be like living in a place where these beings, they live for a thousand years, they fly around, they can do whatever and we're just like, man, that's what it's like for dogs and cats, you know? Let's grab this one. What do we got? Chris Page says banks lost trillions and must find the money before January 1st. Then four major crypto founders have been found dead. FTX founder is jailed. Connection? Uh, Maybe.
1: Those stories are creepy. I feel. I feel like Sam Bankman-Fried was jailed for a lot of reasons other than just the banks losing money. But. He, he
4: was jailed right before he was supposed to testify. That's not, that's something oh, really? strange. That's something weird. That's something that obviously I, I think stinks to high heaven. Hmm. I didn't know about that.
2: Yeah. He's was he, gonna, he was going to go before Congress, and then all of a sudden they're like, nope, 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 arrest him. What was you he you testify would want about?
4: more information. You would want, uh, if you're a prosecutor, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you would want him to spill the beans, be in front of a congressional committee, get as much information as you can, and then charge him. Mm. Why would you stop his testimony? Mm. Were they oh, just I getting testimony that. to see that if was he was ammunition? Guilty? That was ammunition to, to of course, uh, you know, have a more successful case against him.
5: I, I bet they felt like they had enough. Because uh, the DOJ went charged him. Um, there were three different organizations that charged him in the government, and it was like for nine counts of fraud. All these, just I mean, there's
2: anyway. Tentacled vesicle, uh, vesicle says cats are natural anarchists. They actually yeah. are. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Dogs are more like soldiers. You know, loyal. They trust you. They trust. They trust the chain of command. Well, not all dogs. Some dogs are wild. <laughs> you know. And, and, and untamed, but a good dog, they trust the chain of command, you know? And then uh, they're, they're there for you, and you're there for them. That's the point. All right. I love Max says, I just had to put my cat Max to sleep a few days ago. He couldn't walk, and he was a hunter. I hope Mr. Bocas can recover. I feel your pain. The, Bo- Mr. Bocas saw four doctors, and they all said he can't recover, and they're actually surprised he lasted this long. And uh, he's a strong little dude. The cardio, uh, the, the, the cardio uh, what's the word for a cardiologist, I guess, the cardiovascular doctor
1: mm-hmm.
2: said he's got a problem with his heart that he's had clearly for a while. It's genetic, developmental. The, uh, the emergency doctor said his kidneys are underdeveloped, so it's probably why it happened so so at such a, such, a, such a young age. The treatment for his heart problem is counterindicated for his kidney problem, so trying to treat both, it just, they harm each other. And so they were like, basically, we want to give him palliative care, hospice care to uh, in, improve his quality of life in his, in his last few days. And she said, I'm really sorry, but uh, I really do hope he makes it to Christmas. So I guess the big challenge for us is we're flying on Saturday to Turning Point USA for their AmFest their, uh, to do the show on stage. which is going to be really, really epic. And there, there really are some, some, some challenges that I thought about. So I'll, I'll wrap up with this final thought. You know, some people have said, no, no, Tim. You you know, this is the line, stay home, stay with Mr. Bocas. And I'm like, if it was a family member, perhaps. As much as I love Mr. Bocas, I also recognize my responsibility to humanity and not to my own selfish desires to spend time with an animal that I love. So I do want to spend as much time as possible with him, make my tribute video for him, get him the treatment he needs. But at a certain point, I have to live my life and I have to keep it my responsibilities to all of you. And that is if we have an opportunity to spread good ideas and help people and make the world a better place, and we can do it to a great degree with turning point in Phoenix at this massive event with 10,000 plus people that really matters. And I, you know, we'll spend as much time as I can with Mr. Bocas and then we'll come back and hopefully I believe we will have him for Christmas and it won't, it won't be the end. I mean, they said maybe two months, so we're going to, we're going to assume two months, but if his time comes, his time comes. And, uh, as much as he is a cat that we love and we do, we'd be willing to spend whatever it t- took to save him. We have responsibilities to humanity as well. So, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I was thinking about if there was a, 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 a sergeant or a commanding officer and he's with his unit and they're in the middle of a conflict and then he finds out that someone, you know, fell and got hurt and they're dying. And he says, I'm going to leave the group I've gotta go see them. This is more important. I'm Like, no, that's devastating for everybody else. So you can't you can't abandon your post even, you know. So I think going going to the event is 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 important. And also there are a lot of people here who love him who want to be with him as well and, and will take care of him. So it's just the hard reality. I could I could shut down the next few weeks of my life because Mr. Bocus unexpectedly took a turn for the worse, or we can do our best for him. I can spend as much time with him and then, you know, we both live our lives. So
5: Yeah, I I agree with you. I I thought that my own grief was selfish and it is in a little way but like why is why is me dealing with like there's so much more out there you listening your your grief like i don't want to waste your time with mine it's important that we grieve together but there's a bigger a bigger story
2: all right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com because we have a couple stories. They're just actually kind of awful. So after that heartfelt tug on your heartstrings, we're going to talk about how nasty things kind of are because Joe Biden's coming out and defending, you know, uh, grooming and other horrible things. We'll talk about that. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Uh, Gene, you want to shout anything out?
3: I'd Look, I just... I really appreciate the opportunity to be here, and I, I think you have a stellar audience. I think you guys are really onto something, and I think there's some real opportunities for freedom-loving Americans as we as we progress into the future. Right people, on. People where, can can people, you, yeah.
4: where can people find you? What's your Twitter account?
3: So you can find me at uh, America First Legal, um, but it's America1stlegal, um, and also at www.aflegal.org. Um, so I... Uh, that's that is where we are. That is where I am. We post every everything that we do, all of our work there, um, and uh, encourage everyone to go check it out. It's uh, a good time. Gene, thank you so much for coming on. That was a great
4: conversation. My website is LukeUncensored.com, where I made a video uh, about a very similar topic, about how you should cherish your pets and your family. I did a video that was titled, This is How You Actually Help Your Family First, and it kind of goes off the conversation that we had yesterday when it came to, of course, very tumultuous political conversations at the dinner table. There's ways of achieving these conversations and getting your family on board, helping them out, and working together to be the best strongest versions of yourselves. Family is more important than ever. LukeUncensored.com See you there for that conversation as well as the conversation in the forum where we are giving out prizes as well.
5: Uh, Ian Crosson, you can follow me at IanCroson.net, but really go check out Luke's video on putting family first. That's important. And if you didn't see Tim talking about Bucko with Bucko and Allison, it's a, it's a, the video worth watching. It's a great cat. I'm talking about you,
1: homie. No, Bucko's a good cat too. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> And uh, I'd like to shout out Kellen, speaking of uh, people that you appreciate. Kellen PDL, at at Kellen PDL. He'll be taking over for the next couple days here while I fly out to Phoenix and get everything ready for the show in Phoenix for uh, AmFest. It'll be fun.
2: It's going to be really interesting because we're doing the show live on stage at TPUSA Mm -hmm. with some high profile people who probably will say very spicy things. So I'm like, I'm ready for it. You know, look, this is a massive event. It is what it is. All right, everybody, head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have that members-only show coming up for you in about 45 minutes or so. Click the Join Us button at TimCast.com. When you do, you'll also see a picture of Mr. Bocas. He is front and center in our little talent roster. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all there.
0: Cheers, dudes.